of the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. So far, so bueno. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for Monday. That's Monday, April 30th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we can do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So... Take part of the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. That's one way to do it. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. We ask that you check that out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Real Jim. Then send us a text on anything at any time. That's Real Mobile 77031. We will look at that. We'll view it. Decide whether we would like to use it on the air. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. On the phones, long distance, toll free, one 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. Yes, <clears throat> For sir. an hour, then she has wow. to leave and attend to some things. Jack is back with us yeah, after his vacation in uh, Oh, now Jamaica. he's talking like he's Jamaican. Pinkman's yes. not here. What? No. So C-Lane is helping us out. We appreciate that when he always comes in to help us out a little bit because Fritz is sick again. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, what you... That's what happens when you're vegetarian. Or he's the, oh. you know, he's bad sea urchin. Or, you know, yeah, exactly. Instead of a you know a, a pork chop, <laughs> and he's some some exotic whatever sea urchin, and then you know he's got the trots for thirty six. Oh hours. come on! Oh. I don't need to know that. So you know, barfing all over come the place, on. All right, and a fever. Oh, dokey then. Yeah, come on, please. Poor guy. Well, you know, that's what he does, though. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> see what's happening here. I got uh, the weekend roundup, things you guys were up to over the weekend. We'll get to that. Well, After Jack all. just got back from a, a week in uh, he did. Jamaica. Stormy man. Daniels, by the way, the news just breaking as we go on the air. Stormy Daniels and her attorney, they have filed a defamation lawsuit against the president of the United States. What? So we'll see. This uh, this uh, Avenatti, this Tony <laughs> Daniels, he's a shark, oh, and he's running circles, sw- swimming circles, around the White House attorneys. What attorneys are left representing? Well, they're really not White House attorneys; they're really Donald Trump's Trump attorneys. Yeah, uh, they just they don't know how to handle this guy. Uh, they don't know what to do. So Avenatti, of course, he'll be on all the networks mm. uh, tonight, explaining what's going on here, except for Fox, because they'll they'll still be bitching about the White House uh, correspondence dinner, which we will talk about. Hillary's emails, bit. where are they? Exactly. Stop it, nobody's asking about that. Well, let's see what else we... Congratulations to the Orlando City Lions. Wait, Orlando City, I get in trouble every oh, time. Yes, yes. But I say Orlando City Lions, I get Too much it. information, Whatever. Pop. It's Orlando City. Correct. If you want just the Lions. But anyway, Orlando City, nice win, 2-1 to one win over Colorado this past weekend. That's five wins in a row, good for them. Sets a record. 
Still, still in uh, third place, I believe. But mm-hmm. uh, this is this this is strong. This team. Uh, I don't know if yesterday's, <clears throat> based on my vast knowledge of what I term the game football, F U T B O L. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was their best match, but it's another win and a win and a win is a win and a win. They will be heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I have no question about it. Get money on that, you know. Around. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's no question about it. I'm a I'm a I'm a okay. I'm a diehard fan. Haven't now. you made that bet before? What that they reach the playoffs in their and, and he had to pay first three years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that when you said in the first year of the Orlando Pride that they would win the championship? Yeah, probably. Well, that was closer than the Lions, but anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, the big news, of course, is a big hubbub is the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And Michelle Wolf, who is the comedian slash correspondent for the Daily Show. You know, a lot of things go on go on at the correspond White House uh, correspondence dinner, and then they bring on a comedian at the end or somebody at the end to kind of wrap things up. Michelle Wolf, you know, did her fifteen minutes, and everybody's coming unglued and spinning out of control. They, they don't are, know what yes, to say, sir. and she, you know, take a joke. Oh, you know, her jokes are bad. Oh, Sarah Sanders, this, that, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I'm of the uh, I'm of the mind of the New York Times. So the New York Times decided uh, many years ago. Uh, they weren't going to attend this dinner. Mm. It's, it's, you know, I, I I tend to think sometimes it sends a wrong message because people look at this and they see everybody, you know, in the media, yeah. they're fancied up in their tuxedos and this That's and right. that, rubbing, rubbing elbows with one of the... Politicians. Yeah, it, looks, and... it looks a little bit like, aren't we... Aren't we uh, Important. Yeah. <laughs> and the New York Times decide, now, if they are the recipient of an award... Mm. From the White House Correspondents Association, whoever gets the award, they will go and pick up the award. But they're not, the New York Times doesn't go out there and buy tables and buy seats. <clears throat> they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of other news organizations that have decided the same thing. I'm not a big fan of, uh, of you know, I think the best thing you can do if you want to, uh, to celebrate and uh, lobby for protection of the First Amendment is to go out there and do your job. And do the job best job you can. Awards for journalism, eh, here and there, whatever. Yeah, I was so bummed out because I was hoping to uh, steal some stuff from Michelle Wolf because I'm speaking with at the Seminole County Democratic Gala coming up in June, and I thought, oh, I'll get some good material here, but I can't use any of that. Well, you know, you know. But, on one hand, you have the President of the United States who's who's called the media. You know, the enemy oh, of the people. All manner, yeah. You know, on one hand, you kind of sit there and say, oh, well, maybe it's time that, uh, you know, you got a little bit of your own medicine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of, but I, even I, even the the Sarah Sanders joke, other than uh, being referred to on Uncle Tom, you know, the line about her makeup, uh, you know, she, she made herself by burning the ashes of her of lies, her whatever. The, that, that, that's, a de- that's a decent joke. Yeah, talking uh, about her smoky uh, eye. Yeah, that, they said, "Oh, you're talking about her personal makeup, her uh, personal uh, face." Come you know, on. Uh-uh. No, no, but, but it wasn't uh, disparaging about the makeup. It, it was, was more about the lying. It was part. about the lying. Right. Well, that's true. She well, sort of gets up there, and if the president, well, the fact of the matter is, she does. She does lie. I mean, it's well, this and that. Geez. I think it was the proximity. She's up on the dais. You know, she's up at the head table. Yeah. You know, all everybody's focused on her. I can understand the embarrassment and humiliation. I think it ought just come to an end myself. I think this ought to be the last year. Go out there, talk to the National Press Club, 
You they know, understand. If you, if you want to go out there and talk about the protection of the First Amendment, there's plenty of ways of doing it. I'm putting on this shindig. As a matter of fact, this has become like the week before the Super Bowl in Washington, D.C. If you're in Washington, D.C., and you're a lobbyist, you're connected to the government, uh, whether uh, appointed or elected, yeah. all they do for a week leading up to the White so House exciting. Correspondence Dinner is socialize. It's nothing but party after party after party after party after party. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's become... Uh, at least in my eyes, and I've been in the business forever, as you well know, and I was in the news business, not to not to that level, of course, but, you know, it's just, I, I get a little uncomfortable when they're all hail fellow, well met, patting each other on the back for what a great job you're doing. It's like, We've always been go told, out there and do the work, go out there and do the work. In newsrooms that were run by Jim Phillips and in subsequent newsrooms that I've been in, there are newsrooms where they don't allow you to fraternize with your sources. Right. You're not supposed to well, be, you know, all schmoozed up and, you know, liquored up and go into a, a dinner and a gala and all of that with your sources. And I know that's always it's rankled me. I mean, because that was how I cut my teeth in when I was a reporter. Every time I see it, that goes through my head. What are you doing cozying up to your sources? Now, it's one day a year and then they go back to their respective corners and they still butt heads for 364 days. Yeah, except so what? that they still cozy up. I mean, there are social events, there are parties, there are cocktail parties, there I never I've never been a fan of people attending or being friends, so to speak, with uh, those who you may be called on to report on. Right. Nor am I a fan of accepting things for uh, free. Um Yeah. No, that's true. I, I Or if you're gonna set yeah, that's things where for I draw free. Well I gotta have the free stuff. I'm not a big no, fan of that. No, that's the wrong part. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I think it sets up uh, the the appearance, at least the appearance of yeah. a possible conflict of interest. And I don't think that serves, I don't think that serves, ever has served the media very well. Um, Sentinel has rules and regulations about accepting things of value, namely, you know, it, the big Tickets thing that to used this, to, yeah. or the, when I was a news director and people, reporters would get pissed off at me, is when Disney would have events and essentially come on down. We'll, you know, you, They'd the roll out the is on us, yes, the food yes. is on us, the rides are on us, you know, we're opening up this, come on down, it's all on us. And we I could said, never take one no, thing, sorry, never. You're not going to do that because someday you're going to be called on quite possibly to report on them and then the question comes up, are you really doing the best job you can because you got something of value from them? Family vacation out of it. So, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, this this still continues and still continues in this town. I don't know if Disney does it to the same to the same extent that it used to. Uh, they may have cut way back on that. I think they offer this to travel reporters and travel journalists all the time. But the 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 nuts and bolts type of reporters, I don't know whether they're doing. They may. You know, they're opening up uh-huh. something new at Epcot. Come on down. we got a room for you. We can bring the family down as well. You know, it's bad enough that they offer this to legislators and lawmakers don't see anything wrong with this kind of stuff. But it's like, no, you just don't you do everything you can to avoid that the conflict of interest of, or yeah. the appearance of a conflict mm-hmm. of interest. And you will be more credible with the people who you are, uh, who you are uh, broadcasting to or, or writing for it. At least that's the way I've looked at it, but things have changed since uh, those days as well. Let's see what else we have going on. Well, we'll check what you guys were up to over the weekend. Of course, C-Lane's filling in for uh, Josh, 
And uh, Fritz is, you know, who knows where he is now. Probably still hurling someplace. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Time for the news, but don't forget a super-duper bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. You going up against C-Lane yes. and the possibility of winning a You Matter business card guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life. The news, here's Mo. Jim, the la-di-da brought to you today by Fox 35, the news station. For bigger, bolder, better news coverage, watch Fox 35 News at 10 with Charles Billy and Luann Sorrell right after your favorite Fox primetime shows, only on Fox 35, the news station. We're going to have a new sheriff in town, literally. Uh, there's a race coming up. And NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal is taking sides in the race for Orange County Sheriff, former Magic Center, uh, and former Orange County resident, of course. Shaquille O'Neal has endorsed the candidacy of Orlando Police Chief John Mina. He recorded a video that is on... You know, from the set of his NBA on TNT thing, anyway, where he serves as an analyst, but he calls Mina the person best qualified to be our next sheriff. Of course. He said the chief is committed to interacting with people and residents in order to build trust. Take between bets the on that community one. Unity. Well, slow to the party on that one, huh, Shaquille? Oh, uh, well. South Florida police officers, though, want to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the different communities down there, and they want to build that bridge with prayer. The Miami Herald is reporting officers. From about a dozen different agencies in Florida, will take part in an event called, well, I've heard of this, like Breakfast with a Cop or, you know, these kind of, this one is called Prayer with a Cop. Coming up later this week, uh, drivers can roll up in your cars, let's say, roll down their window, receive a prayer from a police officer or law enforcement, and then be on their way. So the, Sounds a little strange to me to get anything else. You get like a waffle or no. short stack. No, you don't get anything. Like, wouldn't it be like they bless breakfast you. and a prayer? You no. could roll up and roll down your window? Does it light you a candle? Does he light you no, a candle? No, yeah. they don't do any of that. No. Because you get they, one of those little uh, stickers that you put yeah. in the back of your car yeah, to try and not get speeding tickets? Get a crucifix <laughs> or something. Get St. Christopher's medal. What do you get? And I don't think they're, they're not clergy. They're police officers. So why are you being blessed by a cop? I don't really get this. Well, well, you're not being not? blessed by a cop. Yeah, you kind of are. No, you're not being you're blessed. You're, you're receiving you're a prayer. You're receiving a prayer. They're speaking you're to you. You're not being blessed. He's not blessing you. It's not, no, it's not a bless. It's not a blessing. It is kind of. It's not a blessing unless you sneeze and he says, God yeah. bless you. No. Anyone can bless anybody. They're saying a prayer over you. I mean, that's kind of nice. You're receiving a prayer. You're not saying something in unison. See, you agree. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Uh, well, is that a blessing? Weird. You're sharing a prayer. You're hearing a prayer. You're hearing. He's talking at you and, and giving. Uh, are you praying together? Maybe uh, you pray together. Maybe he gives you a like a three by five card and you read it in unison. Yeah, what I'm going to do is start hitting the horn. Can you move it? Yeah. Stop Here's a prayer. prayer. I prayer that you get this over yeah. with so I can get, get to my job. Wait, yeah. you're Amen. behind him in line? There's a line of people, yeah. What do you go off to the side someplace? I don't know. It seems weird to me. 
Prayer you're just standing out in an intersection and just, oh, wow, you, look at that. You pull up, Getting roll your window here. down, and the cop gives you a prayer. Like, okay. Would he give you like a little mezuzah or something? No, he doesn't you know? give you a Jewish thing. I'm sure of that. Well, you don't know. Well, probably non-sectarian. I doubt they're going to invoke the name of uh, Jesus in it. But, you know, because he doesn't know who's going to roll up. and you know, uh, I don't know. Where is this? South Florida. Yeah, it's kind of a drive for me. Oh, okay. Uh, in other news, uh, today is the final day of the most expensive April at the gas pump in Florida in four years. AAA is reporting gas prices in Florida averaged two sixty seven this month. Mm-hmm. That is up a quarter from April of last year. Mm, thanks, Obama. For the week, no, it's Trump. Not the average him. for a gallon of regular remained at two seventy four. That's the average. So pick. The most expensive <laughs> gas, no surprise again, Boca Raton. The cheapest gas, Tampa Bay and Orlando. Sweet at two forty seven. The University of Miami really wants to keep its head football coach around for a long time, so they're talking to Mark Rick about an extension of his current contract, which is believed to be a six-year deal, and they're giving him $4 million per year. That's a lot of money. This is only his second season as head of the University of Miami, the Hurricanes. He took the Hurricanes to the championship last year. Why are you year doing you... the South Florida stuff? You got all the, you got the prayers sports... down there. You got the Hurricanes I'm down there. Doing a sports segment. I'm bring us up to Gas date prices. on the uh, Coral Gable City Council meeting. What's no, next? No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, the woman called the Killer Grandma is oh, yeah. back in Southwest Florida this time. Uh, this lady, I mean, what a. She, she's convicted of, or sus- suspected, I'm sorry, suspected of killing her husband at their home in Minnesota last month. And then coming to Florida, killing a woman in Fort Myers, taking her identity, then fleeing to Texas. Yeah, Fort Myers. There she goes again. Yep. She's back in Florida now. This is my Florida segment. Uh, Original. Mm-hmm. It's believed <laughs> that she shot and... Oh, or all around Thank Florida. Thank you, Jack. Got you. All right. Oh, Glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. Just saying. Man. All right, fine. It's a killer grandma. Yeah, kill a grandma. She's back. She is. She's been extradited. In to custody. Mm-hmm. But does she do grandma y stuff? Drinking uh, at a bar. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and killing people. What would that be? Bacon grandma pies and what, what's it? Crocheting? What? Knitting. Those oh, grandmas are like that. Well, but obviously, because this one kills people. Yeah. yeah. Prayer with a cop? Mm-mm. That's grandma type That's, stuff. That is a grandma. Mm hmm. Do you remember the Winter Park student who was killed in the park? Yes. <clears throat> Well, two teenage suspects who were charged in the beating death of that 15-year-old go to trial today. Wow. Uh, those two kids turned down a plea deal last week on manslaughter charges. Roger Trindad or Trindade died in 2016 after he was found unconscious near Central Park in uh, smack dab in the center of, of Winter Park. I-95 in Broward County is finally open. Uh, there were 17 miles of this interstate shut down in both directions because of fog smoke and a huge brush fire. They say that there's a fire. I think it's still burning in Miko, uh, Florida. Um, they think that it's mostly contained. So that's, you know, at least, yeah. the, at least the 95 is open. That's a good good thing. Uh, and uh, there are lots of political things going on as we wrap up the Florida segment here. Yeah, like what? Um, there, there are uh, elections coming up. And we are electing new representatives to represent our interest in Tallahassee. One of them is uh, Scott Playcon. He represents my area, Seminole County. Uh, well, he represents a bigger area than that. But anyway, it turns out his opponent, Democratic State House candidate Anna Ascomani, <laughs> has found him uh, to be very sort of sly and sneaky and is saying bad things about her at charity events. How it's, unusual in politics. I know. 
It turns out he spoke at a fundraiser, and somebody took a video of him saying things to Democrats and Republicans in the room, basically saying, we've got to stop Anna from getting elected. She's going to be worse than you Democrats. Well, it's all right. We've got to go all in. We cannot have her in the seat. And you and he's talking now to a Democratic guy, he says, and you and her together. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? End quote. Well, well, see, at least he's see. saying it to another Democrat. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's just, they're, just they're, yeah. they're yakking about politics. Let me take a little break. More news with Mo. The food, the birthdays, that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. One of you lucky devils will take on C-Lane and a bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. Back to the news, the birthdays, the food. Here's Mo. Uh, today, Jim, is April 30th, last day of the month. Oh, boy. 2018. Say goodbye to April. And today is National Raisin Day. Uh, what? Yeah, what? If I raisin. never ate another raisin, I'd be okay. You know something? How about Raisin Bran? No, they're good. When you have them, you eat them. Ah, that's okay. And Raisin Bran, it's the best part of Raisin of Bran. Of course. However, See? you can't get excited about raisins. Even Raisinettes, it's like, meh. Oh, no, chocolate-covered raisins. Yeah, that's nobody, a good time. Okay, all right. But nobody's nobody's going to the Wake cupboard. Up. No. Oh. To get a little box of raisins. I mean, it's just it, like, what, that's all we got? Isn't chocolate covered anything better? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Even if it's a fruit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Well, that works, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, I don't know about that. Chocolate covered turkey leg. Ew. Ooh. No, that's gross. I know. No, 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 no. Oh, well, yeah, 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 not yeah, everything yeah. tastes better. You don't know. Have you ever tried it? Yes, I have. I don't believe oh, you. No, 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 no. Pants are on fire. Teachers are rallying at an Ari- at the Arizona State Capitol again today to demand more education funding. For the third school day, teachers are taking their signs and all of their red shirts, they're all wearing red, to the building in Phoenix in order to push for higher paychecks and more school funding. Whatever, they get a three-month summer vacation. No, that's what they always say, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. The president of the second largest teachers union in the United States, this is now in Arizona, will join the rally today. I don't know how they do it. Uh-uh. No, it's true. I teach a little bit during the week, you know, an hour, an hour and a half at the most. I'm absolutely exhausted, and I don't know how they do it. I just don't. I mean, they got lesson plans, plus they teach. Then they have extracurricular things they have to be involved in, bus duty. Right. Lesson plans, again. you know, this, t- and and for squat wa- wages. No. And then they'll, excuse, well, they do it because they love it. They don't care about the salary. Yeah, they, they kind of do. They, yes, they do. <laughs> of course. As everybody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of respect for him. Well, um, it turns except out... Except for that one I have, for, <clears throat> except for my sixth grade teacher. Yeah. Who, you missed something and... No, that was seventh or eighth grade oh, I when I missed algebra that one day. You know, the key to everything. And you go, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, well, I think just that first day where somebody... Here's what we're going to do, boys and girls. And I wasn't there, and all of a sudden, they're moving... To, I, I was completely lost. Mm-hmm. And after that, algebra went right out the window for you. Any math. Any math. I'm a lot better at math than I used to be. Vice President Mike Pence will be touring the U.S.-Mexico border in San Diego I today. I can now. Air Force Two is expected to land at the Naval Air Facility. Uh, and then he tours and inspects the site of the border and the barrier along the border before speaking with Homeland Security folks. Is he going to be the control. ambassador for the caravan? He, I don't think so. Welcome to America. The visit comes as Mexico. <laughs> 50 Central American migrants uh, from this caravan uh, that at times numbered 1,000 are planning to seek asylum in the United States. Everybody asks these goofballs, not them in the caravan, but Pence and the rest, why do you think they're headed this way? Why do you think they come this way? 
A lot of them are out of uh, Honduras. Why is that, do you think? They're Mr. Vice President. And he would tell you it's that it's... a women. Nancy Pelosi's agenda. Yeah, women and children. Women and children running out for their lives out of Honduras. Why yeah. is that? I don't know what your answer would be. I think he would... Uh, he understands, I think Pence understands, that they're there fleeing from poli- for political asylum and for, you know, the safety of their families. They they're, don't have... You they're know, fleeing violence. Of course. Okay. As anybody would. Anybody in their right mind who cared and loved for their family would do the same thing in, in a situation like that. So we're getting the hell out of here. I don't care where it is, but we, we want to be someplace safe. A lot of these immigrants or the caravans, which take place every year, a lot of them, you know, uh, take, uh, you know, uh, put down roots in Mexico. They don't make it all the way to the no, U.S. they're not all no. headed for the United oh. States. Many of them, uh, you know, set up shop or set up their families in Mexico. Well, they, they cinnamon wanna... raisin bread. Now, that you... might be the best use of raisin. Uh, Toasted. That's, that's... To- absolutely. It's got to be toast butter. Melty butter on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Melty, melty butter. Melty, yeah, it's got to be toasted and melty butter. Okay, I'll take that. I'll yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's interesting. Cinnamon raisin toast. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good that's time. a good time. Uh-huh. It is. Thank uh, you. I forget uh-huh. about that. Sun- I forgot about yeah, that. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Pepperidge Farm or Sun Made. They both make. Pepperidge Farm. Lots of butter though. You got to soak it in butter. Well, that's. Soak it, but <laughs> just marinate it right in butter. Yeah, just dip it in a big thing like of butter, fr- like French toast. Ew. Ew. No, that's an egg. Yeah, but still, that's drowning it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Too much. Eat it the way you want to eat it. I know you must be super jealous, Jim. But what's that? You because you're a diehard In Sync fan. Uh, your fellow diehards, yes, uh, fans of In Sync. Are camping out in Hollywood today. Why, Why are we doing ahead this? of the boy band's much anticipated Walk of Fame ceremony? They're getting their star on the Walk of Fame. It will be held near the steps. Uh, at, well, actually, not the steps. They're in their forties now. Uh, they're in at their least late thirty. No, they're in thirty, early thirties. I'm all confused. These boy bands in sync. Which 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 that, ones were they? Joey Justin. Fatone and it's Justin, right? Is yeah. that Timberlake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones who used to live down the block from me. Yeah, when they were right. nobody. Yeah. Well, it turns out... They're baking pans of brownies, you know. Yeah, nice. You know, they didn't have a phone. I said, come on over, you can use the phone in my some, place. What are you in? Toasted raisin bread, drenched in butter. Yeah. No, no. So What do they get in return? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing from okay. these guys. Their Hollywood Walk of Fame star is very close to the stars of the other boy bands you mentioned, Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men, New Kids on the Block. All five of NSYNC, who are getting this honor today, were there. What was that Spanish? Was it Spanish? Oh, Menudo. 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 Yes. What happened to him? Them. I don't know. Well, you you age out of the band once you reach puberty. Nah. Wasn't that with um, Ricky Martin was in that one? Yeah, and then he went out on his own. A lot of Mm -hmm. them break away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so here were the five guys in. good ones. Then he uh, came out of the closet. No. Who? Ricky Ricky Martin. Martin. Oh, Ricky Martin, totally, yeah. What about MC Hammer? What happened to him? Still straight. I don't know anything about his sexuality. Is he but... still out there? Yes, he's still out. Totally. Looking for his money. Doing his thing? Still yep. wearing those MC Hammer pants? I hope so. It's kind of his brand, right? I mean, seriously. All right, so Justin Timberlake, uh, sync. Lance Bass, sync. JC, sync. Joey Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick, all of them sync, And all five were expected to be at the laying of the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I think they're jealous that Timberlake made it so big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Probably. they sit there and say, why not me? And our standing gets all the... Yeah, they're all, all the stuff. They have not performed together since girl, what year? What year money, would you say? Gets they, the adulation. Yeah, he is the he is I the bet man. 80% of that band wants a reunion. Yeah, just not just. 
Uh, what year was the last year that NSYNC performed together? Together? Well, that was 2008. 2004. 2009. Jack, 2002. Points. Yeah, points. No. Yeah. They have it, not performed what? together to, since 2002. I, I don't know. Ask I the cha- Associated challenge. Press. I, okay, oh, we have a challenge the, on the board. Call up the AP. Okay. Let me know what they say. Uh, yeah. Um, now, some of their biggest hits, Jim. Can you name me a any hit from no. NSYNC? No. I bye, bye, bye. That was them. Oh, bye, bye. Oh, God, I yeah, forget. that's them. That was, See, I bye, love that bye, song. Bye. Yeah, you know that one. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, that's a good one. A one, a no, two, a one, two, three, four. Bye. No. no. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. No, yeah, that's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting there. <laughs> Uh, Bill Cosby. Bye now, bye. No, no, not bye now. Oh, no. no. Buy me love. No, no, that's somebody else. Uh, Bill, uh, in other news, Jim, celebrity news, uh, Bill Cosby reportedly says he is already getting mentally prepared for the possibility of time behind bars. See you later. And compares himself. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye, yeah, bye. Compares himself to who? Yeah, Former bye, bye, South- Bill. Gandhi. Former South African President Nelson Mandela. Get out of here. That's reason enough to send him to prison. Come on, smack him around. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, jeez, will you? Uh, The New York Post published a column stating that Bill Cosby called them, spoke with them repeatedly over the past year under terms that nothing could be publicly released during his trial. But now, of course, it's over. So now they're blabbing it all out in the New York Post on page six. During the interview with Cosby, he reflected on the time when he and his wife met Nelson Mandela, where he was held at that prison on Robben Island. Cosby spokesmen have denied that he gave an interview to the paper and claims everything oh, that the New York Post says is whatever. false. But the Post stands by the story. Cosby is out on a million dollars bail and is awaiting sentencing. What do you think he's going to get? I don't know. Is it just the one charge or is it three, right? It's three charges. 30 years, but served uh, 10 years on each, yeah, on each charge. That's what they're saying. Yeah, concurrently. So 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Good behavior. He's out in... Five, six. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, maybe four. Maybe I mean, he's older. Right now, if he goes to prison, he'll die in prison. Wait a minute. I retract that. No. I don't think so. He's going to go to a country club prison, first of all. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to a country club prison. Over the weekend. I'd do it in the county jail. No, I'm sure of that. Why not? No, because Bill Cosby. Well, what, what uh, does that mean? He justice get, isn't the same. What he doesn't get any me? breaks. You don't get a break. He's not getting a break. Number one, he's. The, I don't think he would get much of a break because every everybody because the spotlight is so much on him. Oh, so you can be uh, you can be a, a rapist. You can you can sexually assault women, but if we find you guilty, you go to a country club because yeah. you're Bill Cosby. Right? No, I don't think it's no, going to happen. I don't think so. Medium security prison, just like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> Over the weekend, at least you get eggs. Oh, gross! Every over the weekend, more cases of E. coli came out for for, and the big fear is romaine lettuce. Uh, most of it was grown in Yuma, Arizona region, and uh, so more infections have have surfaced. Uh, no reports, repeat, no reports of this strand have come from Florida, but it's important to verify the romaine lettuce in your refrigerator or your salad you order at a place. A I don't restaurant. think we grow romaine here. Too hot. Doesn't help. Tainted and unclean. They say that's what's wrong, and then you get terribly sick and ugh. and die. Real Mobile 77031. Jim, they always like to correct us when they feel we've aired. Now what? What do I do now? 2013 MTV Music Awards in sync performed together. But it they wasn't all of them. C Lane to have the point. Nope. All five of them. Every single one of them no. was there? Wasn't all Did of them. Did I have a fill in? They <laughs> may have had, yeah. Lance Bass couldn't like make Like a it. seat filler or something. Maybe they did. Uh, here's what to look for. All right. If you have romaine in your fridge, first of all, look and see if it's Arizona. Put it right in the trash. 
All right, now it's not just a whole head of romaine. It's hearts of romaine. It's chopped romaine. It's salad mixes that use romaine. It's all anything that has romaine anywhere near it. Uh, Check when you order a salad at a place. Ask them where it comes from, although they'll never tell you Arizona, obviously. And if they say, I don't know, don't eat it. All right? Just saying. How does it get on the lettuce? Is it the water they use to water it, or is it just... So does it grow? Is it part of the plant then? Yes. If because it's in the water, then it becomes... the le- lettuce, they have like veins as yeah. the water... Si- that's what's all... It ruins the lettuce. So. Or maybe they're washing it with tainted water. Good God, that's bad. Uh, it turns out there have been 98 people infected from 22 states. Florida's not one. It's, it reminds me of that. I got 90, 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. There's 98 people, but Florida ain't one. We're fine. So stop making a big to-do over things. Uh, you know, this romaine is fine. Nobody in Florida had anything. And you know, if you get sick from it, it won't happen to you till two to eight days after you eat it. And you do, you're right, you do get a terribly bad stomach. Mm. I mean, bad, terribly bad, crampy, poopy stomach. I mean, it's bad stomach ache, cramps and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's food poisoning. It's blah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever had food poisoning? I don't think no. so. No, I have. Once, I maybe. Have. I think I had once. A couple times. I Cut think it was food poisoning. I was, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was throwing up. Yeah. It wasn't I had it the in other Brazil. One. Yeah, you did? Mm. So, you sure it was food poisoning, or could it have been traveler's diarrhea? No, it oh, was. Oh, come on. No, it was. What's the difference? Well, travel, uh, you traveler's get that it's from the you're, water. You're so nervous traveling. No, <laughs> no, that's not travelers. No. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't speak their language. I don't yeah. think I lost my passport. It's an anxiety attack. Well, no wonder uh, you're having diarrhea. Well, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, fine. You just mess what, yourself? You're going, you, just, you know, what are pants. the kids yeah. doing back home? We oh. in control of them. And all of a sudden, you're, yeah, you're, you're making your pants. That's Honey, all did that. you pack extra underwear? Did you poop in Jamaica, Jeff? All right, listen, nobody, that's way too much information. I bet it's better poop in there than Morocco. Stop it. No, 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 we're good. Okay, we're good with this. I think the more times you go to a region, though, the more you build up uh, an immunity to the water. Oh, you keep telling that to yourself. None of that is true. I think it is, because my first time in Jamaica, I had more dietary problems. This time, I did not have any. You just didn't have anything that tainted. I know people who live in Nicaragua, they take pills or get shots every every three months or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. To ward off some of this kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Ah, you don't know. You didn't have any bad food. You had weird food, but nothing bad. Yeah, okay. Oh, last night's episode of The Simpsons set another milestone. Now, The Simpsons has been on for just a gob of time. The episode was titled Forgive and Regret. It was the 636th since the show debuted on Fox in 1989. The animated series surpassed the record of the highest number of scripted episodes for any primetime show that's currently held by Gunsmoke. They passed passed up (laughs) Gunsmoke. I'm still waiting. As a tribute to Gunsmoke, The Simpsons created a special sequence that shows Lisa gunning down Matt Dillon, a spoof of Gunsmoke's, you know, opening title, how they work that. Ooh, it, take a look at that. If anybody see if so, Matt Dillon on The Simpsons is left-handed. Oh, I don't know. Because uh, I think Marshall Dillon was a left-hander. If he was, then he would shop at Flanders Leftorium. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, it turns out this is the 29th season for The Simpsons. They have been signed for a 30th season. So so it was Little Joe on Bonanza. He was left-handed. Michael Landon? Yeah, he's left-handed. Or the character or the guy? Little Joe. Uh-huh. Oh, the Michael kid. Landon. Uh-huh. 
He's left-handed. I think Marshall Dillon was left-handed. Well, I don't know. We'll look and see. Uh, the Avengers movie is breaking box office records in North America. The latest Disney Marvel film was estimated to sell a quarter billion dollars in tickets, which wow. makes it the biggest opening weekend of all time in the United States and Canada. That's it's, pretty cool. It's also on track to earn three. No. Oh, he was a righty, Jim. Who? Was he a righty? On The Simpsons. They portrayed oh, him a, as a right-handed gunslinger. Got, you know, just a YouTube opening for Gunsmoke with James Arness. I think he's a lefty. Who played Matt Dillon? James Arness. Oh, so we think he's a lefty? Yes. I well, I don't know if James Arness, but a Matt Dillon. Well, that's why I asked you. Is it really Little Joe or Michael Landon? So now, is it really James Arness? Well, you Arnest can't be a left-hander and, and, and you go to the prop department and say... You, you know, give me a, a give me gun. give me a holster on my right hip. That doesn't work. You look like a real dork. You know, trying to draw on somebody. In fact, that drops, and all of a sudden, you know, and then it goes Ow. off, and you're just like, "Oh no, I'm oh, sorry." Okay, at the box office, number one is Avengers, coming in second. Last week's top movie, A Quiet Place. You know, the one you can't say anything out loud, or the right. aliens will come get your kids, or whatever. Uh, yeah, so, it's just like that. It's kind of like yeah. that. Everybody's quiet, quiet, quiet. Everybody's yeah, so they have quiet. super hearing. Yeah. Uh, rounding out the top five. Yeah, those Amy ears, Sh- like the big gramophone ears. Oh, you know? like a big dish, like a right, yeah, satellite like dish ears. Those old photographs of your yeah, great-great-grandpa, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Couldn't hear anything. Rounding out the top five. Stick that horn in his uh, ear. Hey, boss, it looks like Matt Dillon was a righty holster on no his kidding. right side. No kidding. I'll be yeah. damned. I was wrong about that. Well, oh, we're taking points away from you. I'm uh, you I didn't stay. claim any points. You can I think you did. Uh, rounding I out, did not claim points. We have oh, Avengers number one. If you don't mind, one. I'm going to watch the rest of this uh, Gunsmoke episode. We have Avengers number one. We have A Quiet Place number two at the box office. Now, rounding out the top five, Amy Schumer's comedy, I Feel Pretty. Mm. Uh, Rampage was fourth with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Black Panther is now fifth, still in the top five after wow. all these weeks. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Okay. Uh, happy, happy birthday today to right. Wonder Woman. Speaking of Avengers, let's talk about a... Superhero here, Gal Gadot. 28. How old is she? The Israeli girl who was Wonder Woman. Guess not. Uh, Mr. C. Lane? Uh, I'll go 30. Oh, I was going to do that. 29. C. Lane, 33? Yeah. Nice. I knew you would thread it. Okay. I think she was in a superhero movie. I think it was Spider-Man. Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst oh, is uh, Was that 30... a superhero reference? Was that good? Yeah, good Points. one, Mo. Good one, 35. Mo. Older, Jim. Oh, 41. 38. C-Lane, 36. Oh, Damn it. What's going on? Who invited this guy? You. <laughs> ah, damn it. Uh, and here, another, uh, another actress um, uh, that you'll recognize the name. And I think not too many long years ago, she went uh, on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman is... Who was Phyllis. Remember yeah, Phyllis? Yeah, yeah. That was funny. 69. Oh, good one. But too young. Cloris Leachman. 80. Oh, please. 77. Who's high? I am. She's 92. Oh, wow. Cloris yeah. Leachman yeah. 92. 92, Cloris I'll Leachman. I'll take and it. And th- you take it whole point. Well, whatever it is, I'll yeah. take it. And that's the Lottie Dodd. Just call me more. All right, there you go. Uh, lines are open. Mr. Uh, C. Lane will wait for all the lines to uh, blink and then pick one of them at random to play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin. If you defeat C. Lane, Pickman is not here. Fritz is not here. If you defeat C. Lane, you get that You Matter business card guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life. If you lose, oh, oh, bad luck for 24 hours. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. 
chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is... Closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Cliff's on the line. No Pinkman today, no Fritz today. C-Lane has been gracious enough to help us out this afternoon. I mean, C-Lane will take part in this bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Now, if he, uh, if he loses to uh, Cliff, then... Um, yeah, what happens? Then he gets a You Matter business card. Signed. Signed. Good luck for the rest of his life. Good mm. fortune. As long as he has that card. So there you go. But if C-Lane wins... Then Cliff has to undergo 24 hours of bad luck. Now, there's no handicap for C-Lane. No. He doesn't have to worry about that today. Oh, thank God. So, C-Lane, if you'll go to the infamous soundproof booth, you know where that is? It's where he usually stores his lunch. <laughs> that is. C-Lane's a good man. That's C-Lane's uh, lunch counter. There you go. All right, Cliff, you're ready to play. You're playing against C-Lane, so uh, you got 10 questions here. Now this works. Right. Answer to the best of your ability. Jack, we'll keep score and countdown for you, okay? Yep. Speak right into I the phone so we can get your answers. Here we go. In three, okay. two, one, begin. Cliff, comedian Michelle Wolf's stand-up sparked some controversy at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. How old is Wolf? 49. The radio disc jockey known as Wolfman Jack was in the movie American Graffiti. They came out in what year? 1979. In minutes, how long is American Graffiti? 130. Actor Richard Dreyfus was in that movie. How old is Dreyfus? 82. Dreyfus played the marine biologist in the movie Jaws. Now, Jaws was a character in the movie, The Spy Who Loved Me, and released in what year? 1984. Listen closely. From the years 1958 to 2014, there were how many shark attacks and or bites on human beings in the United States, excluding Hawaii? 500. The first edition of Hawaii Five O began on TV in 1968. The actor Jack Lord played Steve McGarrett. Lord died at the age of 77 in what year? Uh, 1995. Two movies were made that were based on the novel Lord of the Flies. The first film was released in what year? 1960. The song Fly Me to the Moon was a hit by Frank Sinatra and others, but first recorded by Kay Ballard in what year? 1949. All right, get it within 25. You went outright. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Newark, New Jersey, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Troy, New York? 110. Time. All right, there we go. 110, 110. He said within 25. Right? Yeah, I did. Okay, All good. Right. Here comes C-Lane. All right. Good questions today, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, some day, you know, I look at this, some days, you know, say, hey, you really put it together. Other days, eh. <laughs> Never. Uh. All right, see you later. I have 10 questions for you. You know how this game works. Mm-hmm. 10 questions. They're all connected in some form or fashion. But that doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about a handicap. <laughs> 
Just answer to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. All right? You ready um, to go? Yes. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Ceiling comedian Michelle Wolf's stand-up sparked some controversy at the White House Correspondents' dinner, dinner. How old is Wolf? 31. The radio disc jockey known as Wolfman Jack was in the movie American Graffiti that came out in what year? 1969. In minutes, how long is American Graffiti? 91. Actor Richard Dreyfus was in that movie. How old is Dreyfus? 64. Dreyfus played the marine biologist in Jaws. Jaws was a character in the movie The Spy Who Loved Me and released in what year? 1972. Listen closely. From the years 1958 to 2014, there were how many shark attacks and or bites on human beings in the United States, excluding Hawaii? Uh, 100,000. The first edition of Hawaii Five O began on TV in 1968. The actor Jack Lord played Steve McGarrett. Lord died at the age of 77 in what year? 1992. Two movies were made that were based on the novel Lord of the Flies. The first film was released in what year? 1968. The song Fly Me to the Moon was a hit by Frank Sinatra and others, but first recorded by Kay Ballard in what year? 1963. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Newark, New Jersey, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Troy, New York? Uh, 25. Time. All right, there we go. We're going to score this now. No handicap for C-Lane. No okay. handicap for C-Lane. So how old is Michelle Wolf, the stand-up comedian who's generated so much controversy over the weekend? And Cliff said... Cliff said 49, C-Lane 31. Not on the money, but close 32. She's 32. C-Lane gets a point. Radio disc jockey known as Wolfman Jack. He was in the movie American Graffiti. Stole one of my favorites. That movie came out of what year? Cliff said... 79. And C-Lane, C-Lane said 69. 1973. C-Lane is closer. He'll in, take the point. In minutes, how long is American Graffiti? Cliff said. 130 minutes. And C-Lane. 91 minutes. Uh, do the math. 112. I think it's C-Lane. 9 and 12 is 21 off. off. 112, he's 18 off. No, uh, Cliff is closer. Cliff is closer. Oh, yeah. He picks up a point. Actor Richard Dreyfus was in that movie. American Graffiti. How old is Dreyfus? According to Cliff, he's 82. C-Lane said 64. 70. He's 70. He's off by six. Oh, C-Lane gets a point. He's up three to one. Dreyfus played that marine biologist in Jaws. Jaws, a character, of course, in the movie The Spy Who Loved Me. That movie was released in what year, Cliff said? 1984. C-Lane. 1972. 1977. Oh, it's off by five. Oh, C-Lane is closer. Just squeaking by. Listen closely. From the years 1958 to 2014, there were how many shark attacks and or bites on human beings in the United States, excluding Hawaii? Cliff said. 500. Ceiling. 100,000. <laughs> that was a bad. Yeah, it's 1,104. We're going to go with Cliff on that one without sure? doing the math. Yeah. I'm just guessing. All right. Uh, Four to two, Ceiling uh, still leads. First edition of Hawaii Five O began on TV in 68. The actor Jack Lord played Steve McGarrett. Lord died at the age of 77 in what year, Cliff said? Cliff said 1995. C-Lane, a few years earlier, said 1992. 1998. Oh, oh Cliff. Cliff. Three to go. Closer. It's four to three. Two movies made that were based on the novel Lord of the Flies. Get it? Lord, Lord. Mm. The first film was released in <laughs> what year, Cliff said? 1960. And C-Lane? 68. 1963. Oh, Cliff ties the game. Two to go. Oh, boy. 
The song Fly Me to the Moon was a hit by Frank Sinatra and others, but first recorded by Kay Ballard in what year? Cliff said. For the lead, he said 1949. Sea Lane. 1963. 1954. He's up, up, up. Oh, Cliff now takes the Son lead. Gets four straight points to now lead says. five to four. Let's go to the infamous crow question, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. This could make or break anybody at any particular point in time. Even though Sea Lane is now behind, if he gets uh, the crow question within 25, he wins outright. I'm really concerned with Sea Lane's answer on this one. Get it within 25, you win outright. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Newark, New Jersey, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Troy, New York? Cliff said. 110 miles. Sea Lane said. I believe he said 25 miles. He did say 25 miles. And you said within 25. So Frank Sinatra, if he in fact were alive and a crow, he'd have to flap his wings in Newark. And in order to reach Troy, New York, he'd have to travel a total of 158 miles. Oh, Cliff gets a point and wins the game five, uh, six to four. Damn it. It's all right, Sea Lane. Yeah, okay. Now, now we have to get an address and get it to Pinkman and remind Pinkman to send the card. Oh, good God. Oh, congratulations, Cliff. Good job, Cliff. Thanks for playing that <laughs> bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, wow. close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. 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 Good start, though, Sea Lane. You started strong. Why? What happened? Uh, Real Mobile's pointing out it's not uh, fair to ask C Lane questions about New York since he's never been there. Really? Yes. Never been to New York. Yeah, never been to New York. No, can't, I find that I don't know why. I find, you know, whatever it is, wait, it is. Well, you grew up. Well, I've never been to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I've never been to Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up outside of New York, but I wasn't a regular visitor to the city at all. I don't mm. think I was in the city more than three times in my entire life. Ah, oh, I used to like going in the city. Uh, it's dirty, though. It's, it's just rats in a maze. Yeah. If, really? If, if you get a, for someone who doesn't like the park, I can't imagine you enjoying the experience of moving outside in New York City. What do you mean? I'm not driving there. Well, if you if somebody said you got to go to New York and drive in Manhattan, I'm not doing that. But just I mean, if that gives you anxiety, parking, I would think that just oh, being amongst the crowds of people who all have an attitude and are moving rapidly and don't have much time for the people strolling around, looking up, saying, "Oh, where do I go?" Yeah, it's just it's 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 too big for me now. I mean, it's too it's too big. Never been to New York, ceiling. Nope. Uh, wanted to go. His uh, dad won't let him. My dad used to be against it. My dad, who grew up in Miami and never let us uh, valet our cars because his high school friends used to work for valets and they would steal car stereos. <laughs> uh, somehow, the evil that you know is better than the evil you don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I saw that movie. He, Taxi Driver. I saw the same damn thing. He, uh, <laughs> I went, you go there and all of a sudden there's somebody, you know, with a big wide brim hat and a feather, you yeah. know, sticking out of it with a switchblade. Ever see West Side Story? Same damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just more songs. <laughs> yeah, like they're cutting you while they're singing to you. Rolling you. Getting your pocket picked. And then uh, pay fifteen dollars for a cheeseburger. 
was supposed to go <laughs> for the first time yeah. last September. And what happened? Hurricane Irma showed up and canceled our flights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It was around your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the up there reason with, uh, for going. With Pinkman. He's an old hand up there. Now. Yeah, he's going like every other week. Matter of fact, I think he's there right now. That guy. Yeah. I know, right? What are you going to do? We're going to marry him off. That's what we're going to do. Been to Chicago? I haven't. I would. I wouldn't mind going to Chicago either. That's, that seems like a fun place. I have some friends up there. I could go. You've been to Atlanta? Yes. Okay. I'm and just I trying did. to work a little bit south. <laughs> I, I, well, I heard you mention L.A. while I was never uh, been. I never been to L.A. I, now, I lived in San Francisco for a long time, but never went to L.A. Didn't no desire. I went to L.A. for a wedding in July. Beautiful, very cool. It's a dry heat. Uh, it, you get on those freeways. Uh, that, that, that's terrible. It's like 12, I, 12 lanes wide. I can't. Could never live there. Just no. get, getting getting back and forth, taking that long. I think I mean, the stress would just drive you nuts. Yeah, driving I four on Saturday. I I took the toll road, so I didn't have to deal with I four this Saturday. That stress bothers me. I can't imagine the people who are about to do it in an hour. Well, I four now because God they keep changing the lanes. I think they just want to screw with people, <laughs> you know, because you go stay in your lane, stay no, stay up, new lane, new lane, stay over there. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. People. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Uh, Jack's back from Jamaica, so if you're looking to buy some weed... All right, let's hear what's in his audio file. Oh, man, I don't want to go through customs with that. That's no fun. Uh, but here's the deal, Daddy-O. Uh, one of the, uh, there was something on television that set records this year for the number of viewers at an all-time high. Can you tell me what it was? Sports? Was it a sporting event? It was a sporting event. Oh, sporting event. A sp- Sporting related events. Was Something it, with the Olympics. Draft. NFL draft. There you go. The NFL draft. Right. It, it just gets Good bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was yeah, in the AT&T deal. Stadium uh, where the Cowboys play, that humongous stadium in there. Um, on TV, they had different people coming up announcing draft picks, including this one. Uh, because, you know, I mean, it's where the Dallas Cowboys play. They play in the NFC East, their division, and they're, you know, one of their rivals, divisional rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. So for the Philadelphia uh, their Eagles selection, they sent out their former Eagles kicker, David Akers. So uh, here he is on stage in Dallas Stadium announcing that the, what the Eagles were picking. That's a girl. That's a guy. That's a girl. <laughs> no, Jim, it was an NFL kicker. That's a. I'm telling you, that's a. No, you got your audio mixed up. <laughs> no, that's too. I couldn't even get my wait, voice wait. that high. I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeez, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't think of that first time I heard it. 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we've thrown some shade at the Cowboy Sounds fans. Sounds like that, uh, that tall female correspondent that's on uh, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Mary, what's her name? Lou Retton. No, real tall. Tyler Moore. Like a former golfer, tennis player. Somebody will text us. Yeah, uh, uh, Mary. Um, oh, I know I can see her sitting there right there. Yeah, it's really good. Tennis player. Yeah, real tennis player or golfer. One of the Wasn't others. she a tennis player? I don't know. Mary. She's a good reporter. Did a good Mary. Job. Quite contrary. Um, anyway, congratulations, Jim. UCF produced four players that were drafted. Good. Uh, yeah, it started with Mike Hughes, uh, uh, a defensive back in the first round, went to the Vikings. Yeah. Traquan Smith, there, a third rounder, he went to the Saints. He's a wide receiver. Uh, uh, Jordan Akins, a tight end, went to the Texans in the third round. And in the fifth round, Shaquem Griffin right. goes to Seattle with his brother to join his twin brother, who a year earlier was drafted by Seattle. How are they twins and one of them's already in the NFL and one of them's not? Uh, because Ooh, good question. Sha- Shaquem Griffin, I believe, stayed in college another year oh. to be to work on his game. Um, as you know, Shaquem Griffin, uh, I think at the age of four, had his, his left hand removed. Uh, he had a, a, a illness that gave him great pain in the hand. And so, he, you know, but he's been playing one-handed his entire uh, football career. Let me ask you a question. And spent an extra year at UCF. So you get drafted, right? Yes, sir. Do you, be, do you get a paycheck just for, I mean, we draft you, therefore you're guaranteed a certain amount of money, or we draft you, meaning we want you to come into football camp to see if, it can, if we if we want to keep you. If we keep you, then we sign you. If, but is there a certain amount of money that's exchanged after being drafted? It, yes and no. It's in between the two. It's you're drafted, yeah. then they you negotiate a contract, and if you're drafted, you're getting a contract. Even before they see you out there whether you can catch the ball. Yeah, because they've already known that between the combine and your college career. Okay. So they've yeah. got a pretty good so, idea. I think we're going to work. So they offer you a contract. Yes. We drafted you. Here's our here's our offer. Yes. Okay. Is the contract based on uh, practices after the draft? Uh, no, it's actually it, it's done before you even practice with the team. Uh, and, you know, the higher your rank, the, the bigger the deal is. But what if they draft you and mm-hmm. they write up a contract and then they say, and they, you're out of practice doing your two-a-days or whatever they do nowadays. And they say, geez, man, I'm not for nothing, but you really stink. And we don't think you're going to make it in this in this this on this team. If you're coming to that conclusion after some practices, you did not do your homework before the draft. They, they have scouts. They, there's so much But there's a, any kind footage. of clause that says that we cut you before the start of the season, you know, you... Yeah. You're not getting the full amount? I, I believe that's the case, yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, there are some protections. It's not guaranteed money. All right, I just wondered. I, I didn't know. Anyway, congratulations to uh, all four UCF Knights who uh, now are, you know, drafted into the NFL. UCF getting ready for uh, to defend their unbeaten season. Yeah, that NFL, NFL draft night has turned into a big deal now. now. What, do they shift it from city to city now every year? Yeah, I believe it was Philadelphia last yeah. year, and it, it even deal. took off. It used to be like an all-day weekend thing, but they then moved it to do round one primetime on a Thursday night, yeah, round night. two on a Friday night, and then the rest on Saturday. I my wife gave me a pass, bro. You want to go drink some beer? <laughs> I remember and, last year watching uh, the draft, sitting there and going, they, they have the aerial shots of where it's going on in Philadelphia, and the streets are just packed full of people. 
to watch a draft. I remember seeing that. It was amazing. ESPN or the NFL Network or Fox Sports would set up outside, and it was just thousands of people outside coming to watch it basically on TV outside of the venue where it was happening. No, just a few years ago, it was a nothing burger. Nobody paid it any attention. Somebody in marketing with NFL you know, got behind there and said, look, we can turn this into something gigantic, and they did. Whoever came up with that idea, whatever team came with, because it's just recently, it's just become a big, big deal. What, within the last three to three to five years, maybe? Yeah. Before that, it was like nobody was paying it much attention at all. That, they had that person a VP position in that, the quarter office. That moved to Thursday nights where they made it a primetime event. And then you, you had people, then they would do parties to it. Correct. Um, and Shot Doctor and the the crew at, at 96.9 The Game, they did their draft party. And again, it was sold out. They they maxed out. They had all their 130-something people there. Crazy. People love it, Jim. They love it, the NFL. Yeah, that's because it's because an opportunity finally get to get out of the house. Hey, uh, you mind if, you know, we go out and go to the NFL draft party? You know, I won't be going that long. You go out there and have a couple of pictures of beer and wings. and Without a doubt. Get your foot loose and fancy free and not chained and bound. I, 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 I think <laughs> yeah, there's no you know. question what really launched NFL popularity into the neck, into the stratosphere was the uh, the popularity of fantasy football. Uh, you know, it, it, it was around, but it really kind of blew up in the, the 90s, the early 90s, yeah. and then started catching on. And, and it's only, it, it's connected fans to the game at a level that you're, you know, you know these college players and where you're doing your own, you know, uh, uh, draft boards and mock drafts and stuff. It's, yeah, you got to do everything you can. Viewership is down. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, if that's any sign of the upcoming season, it looks like uh, they're going to have a shot. We'll see. I think the NFL might be around a while. Concussion protocols oh, aside. I think it'll be around a while, too. I, I have no doubts about that. But I think there's an ever-increasing number of people saying, man, that's so sure. Jim, that wasn't the only event happening over the weekend. Another event was one in Washington. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you may have heard I was invited to another event tonight, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. But I'd much rather be in Washington, Michigan, than in Washington, D.C. right now. So, yeah, okay, sure. the president uh, mm-hmm. going to a different Washington. We'd but, much rather have you there than in yeah, Washington, D.C. A much friendlier crowd. Right yeah. It, it, it's, I don't know, the correspondent dinner. Maybe that it's past. I think it's it time. Is. It I just, it, you I know, it, it was, it used to be fun. Now it's just like. Anger. Everybody. It doesn't matter what side. It's Everybody just gets pissed every year afterwards. Now, I'll tell you who was responsible for this, and I'll tell you right now. Yeah. You know, this used to be one of those events where correspondents, they get dressed up, they go eat that chicken, you know, and have some bad champagne. People would hand out some awards, and somebody get up there, probably a representative from the ACLU or something, you know, talk about the First Amendment and blah, 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 and goodbye, everybody. And then somebody got the bright idea. Let's have a professional MC, usually a comedian. Then it got into that was the biggest event. Mm-hmm. But what started happening is they turned this into a big social event. A week, I'm telling you, a week before this happens, Washington shuts down. Because they have so many parties going on leading up to the correspondence dinner. And it was, who was that actress? What was her name? Because somebody took her and then took her to the White House. She's one of the first to be a guest of a correspondent at the White House 
correspondence dinner, and from then on, every year, celebrities. She wasn't a terribly great actress. Blonde, beautiful in her time. How long ago are we talking? Renee Zellweger. Oh, maybe in the 70s. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think. I think she was on a soap opera. Well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> 80s, maybe? Uh, no, no. Susan Lucci. No, 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 no. Not mm-hmm. Susan Lucci. Jeannie Francis. Now blonde. Mm. Was oh, what's her name? She was in town a few years ago in a play. Oh. She was absolutely oh, terrible. Oh, yes. No, that was. You know and she I'm was in about? Not Slanding. Was she? Uh, yeah, that show. Oh, and got one of the worst. She played Mrs. Robinson. One of the worst in reviews the of all time on stage in Orlando. Oh. Mo would know her name. Yeah. Oh, she, she's probably screaming Who right is now. It? Oh. It is. Come on, Come on. Elaine. And Bancroft. No. no. You said no. Mrs. Robinson. In the play, not in the, in the movie. That she was in. Um, oh, God, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I believe Knott's Landing was the show she was on. I got to go to Real Mobile, 770 through one, because people love to text us that stuff. Jeez. Kim Langford. No, no. It's coming Michelle up. Lee. It's coming, no, it's coming up. And then yeah, it's keep going. Constance McCashin. Nope. You got another oh. one? Joan Van Ark. Nope. Donna Mills. Nope. No. Julie Harris. Stop. Nope. Claudia Leno. Nope. All right. What was the other show? Lisa but she was Dallas? one of the first to be escorted <laughs> to the White House Correspondence Center. And from then on, people go, oh, well, if so-and-so can invite her, then I'm going to invite so You know, they'd find comedians or they'd find weird people. Or Wait a minute. It's coming in. It's coming. Damn it. Heather, no, no, nope. Morgan Fairchild. That's Morgan it. Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. It's Morgan Fairchild. Bravo. Absol- Who came up with that? Uh, a texter. Morgan Fairchild, exactly. Yes. And it was, I don't know whether Wolf Blitzer or somebody took Morgan Fairchild to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and from then on, it was it was over. Do your more Morgan Fairchild Im- impression. Jack trying to figure out what he would do to make the show. That's better. her. Wrong Morgan. <laughs> Anyway, Morgan, Morgan Fairchild well, doing she, Morgan Freeman. Is she the one that uh, Morgan Fairchild doing Morgan Freeman sounds like a bad YouTube video? <laughs> yeah, don't tell his wife. Is she the one that uh, used to car. sell those uh, the the little things you stuck on your face to electroshock them? What? Ooh, I don't remember that one. What was Morgan Fairchild in? If it wasn't Knott's Landing, it was one of those shows like Flamingo Dallas. Flamingo Road, Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest. The Seduction. Among other things. Yeah, Morgan. I'll be damned. Good job, everybody. Morgan Fairchild. Uh, exhausting, isn't it? All right. Well, uh, let's get some audio here. Uh, so Michelle Wolf. to be fair, I've never heard of her before, but I guess she's a correspondent on The Daily Show. Right. I don't watch that show anymore since... Uh, John Stewart left. I'm saying. Uh, but uh, here's a little clip of her, and she's getting ripped for. But there's always criticism. Did you see it, Jim? Did you watch her no. set? No. no. Here's a clip. I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home. And hey, not a bad line. Mm-hmm. She also uh, talked about the uh, Stormy Daniels scandal. Me too. It's 2018 and I am a woman, so you cannot shut me up. Unless you have Michael Cohen wire me $130,000. That's a good line. That's a, That's good, a good joke. Line. She sounds like a junior Roseanne. She sounds. <laughs> she sounds. Oh, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I thought when I first heard it that she sounded a little like, um, who, who's the Sarah Silverman 
but a little more whiny. Yeah. Nasally. Yeah, strident. Nasally just... does that, too. Anyway, here she is. This is one of the jokes she's taken heat for, and it's uh, now Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, White House spokesperson. Yeah. She was sitting on the dais there, and so... yeah, She's representing the president because he doesn't have enough courage to show up himself. And here is Michelle Wolf. Oh. I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. Like, she burns facts, and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. Like, maybe she, she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. Burns what? It's probably lies. Facts. Oh, I thought she said fat. No, 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 no. Facts. Yeah, she burns facts yeah. and uses the ashes to for her make. Yeah. All right. It, it's not a great joke, but, I mean, it's not. The problem is that Sarah Sanders is sitting there up on the dais, and you are, to a degree, humiliating somebody and embarrassing somebody for a laugh. And that just, everything... I always try to use the word context. In context, it's not working in that situation. If Sarah Sanders had been four rows back at a table with other people from the White House, eh, maybe get a little bit better laugh. It's one because when you're singled out like that, yeah. everyone's looking at you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but, uh, but Mika, what do you expect? I mean, you know, don't don't blame you know, Michelle Wolf if you're upset. That's what she does. That's her. That's her thing. You know, blame the White House Correspondence Committee that that invited her there. You ought to know They've what you're getting. Well, they shouldn't do that either. Yeah. So just you know, come on. This... They, I think they sent an email apologizing yeah, well, for the tone just, of the remarks. They're just digging a bigger hole. I know Mika uh, from your favorite morning show, Morning Joe. Oh, they're intolerable. Anymore. Had some called her out uh, via Twitter, Michelle Wolf saying, you know, you shouldn't, you know, make fun of someone for how they look, and she responded, the joke wasn't about how she looks. The joke was about you know, lying, you know, just because yeah. it was in the context of makeup, it wasn't about her yeah. looks per se. Well, Mika doth protest too much. Well, she would she would laugh at the skeleton joke. Well, there was a joke about Morning Joe. Here's Michelle Bull from the White House yeah. Correspondence Center. I watch Morning Joe every morning. We now know that Mika and Joe are engaged. Congratulations, you guys. It's like when a Me Too works out. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll get it. A me too, meaning it was a sec. It could have been a sexual harassment case, but it worked out. So now they're engaged. Yeah. I, if know, they didn't I get, get engaged, she could have a claim it's against. It's not them. terrible. The fact of the matter is, more often than not, it seems the the people who host the White House Correspondence Center bomb. Imus bombed. Colbert bombed. They all they, they all bombed. I think one of the best performances. Yeah. Might have been. President Obama's. He yeah. did one that was well. Seth Meyers. Well, it helps if you're a president who has a good sense of humor. Yeah. The current occupant does not. You ever heard that guy laugh? You ever hear Donald Trump laugh? No. Ever. You ever see him laugh? I mean, you know, just, you know what a laugh that, We all know what a laugh is. That's the deal breaker for you, right? I don't know if you heard it, but did, I think he laughs at his own roast that he was at. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't. does not laugh. I never trust a man who can't laugh and never trust a man who can afford to have a dog and doesn't have one. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. He's a deal breaker, sure, Jim. It is. I don't trust a man like that. Well, Jim, today is an important day. Let's finish it up with this. Oh, this is a tough one. What do you got? I got Kanye or I got Lou. Uh, do, 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 I don't care. All right, here you go. I know you're a big fan of Kanye West. Oh, yeah, love him. Yeah, so... Until he teamed up with Trump. Well, here's the deal. 
brilliant. This guy knows how to get publicity. Yeah. It's almost like he's got an album coming out. <gasps> oh, wait. oh, does he? Oh, here's a clip. The thing is. Fresh slappers? Oh, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird. It's actually the end of one. He dropped two new songs, and that's the end of one. That's the end of one? <laughs> My favorite part. This is bad poetry, bad spoken word to a beat. That's all that it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's music. We could debate that for the next several hours. I just, I just don't know. Uh, by the way, I, I failed to mention before, uh, the NFL uh, Network did a really uh, neat, inspirational video about Shaquem Griffin uh, after he was, or the, I guess they posted it before, but it featured a bunch of kids who all suffer from the same illness, right. and he's really become a role model and an inspiration good man. For, for many who have gone or uh, going through this disease and in, in their life, and uh, you can see that video. It's posted at realradio.fm. You click on the Phillips file. That's your audio file for today. That's what got me rooting for UCF. I'm telling you. Woo-hoo! I'm telling nice. you. Thanks, Jack. Good job. Welcome back. We'll take a little break. Don't forget Monday movie review. We believe at the top of the hour on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Larry Harvey. The founder of the Burning Man Festival has died at the age of 70 after suffering a stroke early this month. No reports yet on what is going to be done with his body, but he had a couple ideas. A man attempting suicide in a pool is suing the police officers and lifeguard that saved his life. Instead of drowning in the pool, he's now drowning in medical bills. Am I right? (laughs) Finally, Oscar Mayer is launching a new currency called Baycoin, which they say is backed by the gold standard of their bacon. My cryptocurrency has a first name. It's STUPID. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. From the- Yeah, it was 2008. I think as I remember. What was 2008? The White House Correspondents Center. That's when it started going downhill. Or maybe uphill. I don't know. Because I think that's when it was announced so-and-so was taking Morgan Fairchild to the White House Correspondents Center. Mm-hmm. And then I think the, all, all hell broke loose. <laughs> so before you know it, everybody who's in the business is inviting somebody to the White House Correspondents Center. What? Just because it became a show, it became they were mixing Hollywood with uh, with uh, with uh, with journalism. It was it was it began to be a. I'm showing off. Here's uh, Jenny McCarthy was there. Uh, Martha Stewart went there. 
um, you know, just people who were in the so-called media were getting the media spotlight at the time, or actresses or whatever, whether they were good, bad, or indifferent. But it added that glamour. I think somebody said, you know, if we start getting some of these starlets or actresses or people who... Uh, the nor- uh, the average American can recognize we'll get more attention towards what we're trying to do here. Right. And then it became this glam fest in Washington where uh, we are what we are now. And then somebody said, we can really get people paying attention to us if we get people telling jokes and this and that, whatever. You know, the White House Correspondents' Dinner, you know, the first couple of hours is the same old <laughs> snores vest. Uh, I'm not saying it's not important, but it's a... And then and we're going to uh, recognize you know, blah, blah, blah for his great work and defending the First Amendment and the freedom of the... Pre- and then, but then it's the last half hour where all the attention is paid... Because either the host or the comedian who's hired gets up there and lets loose, and uh, and and many times, not all times, it's been terrible. And I think the first time it went downhill is when Don Imus, you know, the former disc jockey, just retired, mm-hmm. used to have that show on MSNBC, and then he got in trouble with the Rutgers female basketball team, mm-hmm. and his career really took a nosedive, and uh, he bombed. I think Clinton might have, eh, I don't know, but so on and on and on, Colbert bombed. Did he? Yeah. Huh. Well, they, they started letting loose where people are going, you know, they're getting a little uncomfortable and probably getting a little uncomfortable because, you know, they're, yeah, this guy's starting to talk about us, you know, they're starting to make jokes about the media and we're not, we're not crazy about Crazy about that. Oh. So anyway, it, it became it really did become a, a glam fest. I just made fun of uh, Clinton's extramarital affairs and Hillary's legal problems with both of them sitting on the dais. Oh, yeah, yeah, he didn't. He he went nowhere. I'm I'm not, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some along the line who who did very well and were much appreciated. Oh. But usually, it gets the attention gets when you know when they when they stink up a storm. I don't think Colbert came across that well, even though he might have been funny. Who was last year? I didn't. Another person. Seth I don't know. Myers? Seth, Myers? No, Seth Myers? No, no, no. Not last year. It was another name I hadn't heard of before the actual event. No. But he might have been a, a daily show. I mean, you can go, you can ping pong this back and forth all you want, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, she's a comedian. What do you expect her to do? Get up there and start talking about freedom of the press? She's not going to do that. She's hired to. To let loose with the jokes. Now, you might say, eh, they didn't like that one. You didn't oh. find it funny. Other people might have found it funny. It was a different Daily Show guy. Who in, was it? Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was Larry, uh, what's his name? No. Hassan Min- Minaj. Yeah. Hassan Minaj. But Larry, what's his name, who was the writer, and then he had his own show it, for a he while. He was like a year or two before that. What was his name? He got into it because at the end, he turns to Obama and uses the N-word. Right. I mean, it was like That's the last not... line of his own, own routine, like uh, something, oh. something to the effect, "Hey, good to see you here, brother. You know, nice to see another blank." And uh, he he took it on the chin for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not the place. Well, I think you have to go in and say, "Look, here's what we're getting. We're getting. We got somebody getting up there, and they're supposed to, you know, be entertaining, telling jokes, and you you live with the idea." That's what it is. But if you want to take any of these people seriously, it's not like Mike Wallace is getting up there, you know, to you know, to close out the dinner. Daryl Hammond did it in 01, Drew Carey in 02. Yeah. 
Ray Charles did it in 03. I don't know if anybody, really, where anybody said, God, did you see so-and-so at the White House Correspondents' Dinner? He killed it, or she killed it. I don't remember any one of those incidents happening. Do you? Now, Colbert did it back in 06. The W was yeah, still that was pre-Morgan uh, Fairchild. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, right Little, before. Rich Little did it the year after. God, where they dig him up from? Wanda Sykes, Craig Ferguson, Jay Leno did it three times. Craig Ferguson? Oh, wait, I'm thinking of the wrong Craig. I was thinking of Craig Robinson. Right. Yeah, Ferguson, the late-night talk show host. Yeah. Uh, one of the years... Well, I thought I had a fairly decent program, but, boy, he was buried time-wise. Mm. One of the years, uh, David Cross was there. You know, the actor, the comedian, uh, and uh, told a story famously where he brought just the teeniest, tiniest little bit of cocaine with him. The Jonas Brothers were there in 2008. What? Yes. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I would imagine somewhere along the line, if you're affiliated with the media, and you know the White House Correspondence Center's coming up, right? Here, I'm going to connect this. Watch this. I'm going to connect this to... Uh, to uh, Larry Wilmore. No, the basketball player. Oh. What's that? Walt Rodman? No. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain. No, the one with the underwear. What am I talking about? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan. How am I going to do that? I'm going to tell you exactly, quickly. Michael Jordan decides his basketball career comes to an end, right? So he decides to play baseball. He wants to be a baseball star. So he starts playing minor league ball, major league ball. Guess what happens? Well, some guy who's worked, some some young man who's worked his ass off that might have been this close to been selected by a minor league, major league team, he doesn't get that far. Why? Because Michael Jordan, who's a great basketball player, but a mediocre baseball player, decides he wants to be a major league baseball player. So that kid is cut out. Where am I going with this? Jonas so, Brothers. So the same thing happens with the you, Jonas bud. Brothers. I'm got me you. on this? Mm-hmm. So somebody says, hey, we got the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers want to attend. So the three people worked their ass off as a journalist in Washington, D.C. They said, hey, we'd like to get some tickets for the correspondence. And I am sorry. Tickets sold out. We're all sold out. Why is that? The Jonas Brothers got the last three. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. It's time once again for the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzee and Doug. Michael and Douglas are here once again for Monday Movie Review. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening, oh, everybody's sir. Everybody's mic is on? Yes, sir. All right, there, there we go. go. All right, Douglas, after all these years. This. I know. He gets yeah. flustered when he sits in my receipt. Multitasking, I know sometimes it's, it's just confusing. Yeah. On off. I'm all thrown off. Anyway. <laughs> How you guys been? How was the show? The show was great. I sold out again. Out I one, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Very close to selling out. Well, if not sold out. Yeah. 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 So Wildly I thought the beer funny. was coming back People and I don't see it. any growth. Well, it takes me a while before you see it, Jim. This is three days. Really? I shaved Friday night. Oh, you, you can did, feel it. You, you did the show uh, with one day not shaved on yes. Saturday? Yeah. It does take a while. It does, yeah. And then it needs to be colored and all this stuff, so it's hard. <laughs> Life is hard. <clears throat> I'm going to fight off this age thing with all I got. Fight off the what age AIDS? thing? Age. Age. Yes. Work out and a little bit. Uh, jog <laughs> and derma abrasion done this yeah. summer. No, I, I can't jog. No. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I mean, you have to, you know, get toned up, you know, Physically. some bench presses, get on the rowing machine, do something. Starve myself, and then, yeah. He's good at that. The back of my uh, knees aren't very strong. Yeah, well, it's... Never been much of a runner. The back of your knees? Specifically? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to even go. I'm not. Anyway, did you go to the movies? I did. Well, just Michael did. You didn't? No, he suggested a movie, and then when I got to the theater, I realized that I had already reviewed it. Oh, okay. Well, it's all a, right. On a week, I guess, that I wasn't here, because I hadn't seen it before. Okay. I remember you talking about it. Yeah, we make uh, we make do around here, as about we say. About what the name meant. Yes, yes. I didn't... Well, what movie I, did you see, so Was it like Flockers, but, or was it Blank Blockers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it. Oh, okay. So yeah. the movie that Douglas has already seen and reviewed? Mm-hmm. I went to see, yes. What blockers. is it? Blockers. Yes. I... I forget. I'm, I apologize. I don't I, remember. I don't either. And our, our, our uh, what's the person that takes the minutes? Record keeper. Moira, the uh, secretary. You don't yeah. remember anything about the movie? I remember what it's about, yeah. And Did you remember that you loved it or hated it? Because I loved it. Michael loved it. I didn't I didn't love it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'll just say it. Here we go. He didn't even remember. I know I do. Saying the, it to be contrary. The second I saw the picture. It's John Senna. And remember we Cena. had that, yes. Cena. that We went through that. Oh, that that's right. one. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, and Douglas did like not it. like it. He did no. not like it. Yeah. He no, crazy. infantile. Well, one of the funniest movies I've seen Explain to the audience the gist of the movie without giving too much away. Three three parents yeah. uh, who become friends because e- their daughters become friends, like in kindergarten. And now they're going to high school prom, and they find out through a text that they've made a sex pact, and they all intend to have sex on prom night, and the parents set out together as a team right. to stop them. John Cena, he's the uh, former uh, wrestler, is that right? Yes, like a WWF right. guy. He's a big, skillet. big, very handsome. I don't go in for... And he's going to be good. People, but he's, he's funniest. Getting there now. Get out. Is he funnier than The Rock? Is he better looking than The Rock? Probably funnier oh, I, than The Rock. I think better looking, yes. I don't, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't care, you know. I mean, I have my personal... He's, he's charming, <laughs> you know. And in this movie, he, he has a very... Um, Takes his shirt off a lot. No, Ooh, he, he, but he... Got a real tight there's T-shirt. There's a... a Guys they, like that, they, that's what they, they do. They trick him into thinking that in order to be cool with the kids, in order to infiltrate this party, yeah. that he's got to stick a tube up, as you know what, and have beer poured through a funnel. And he does it. <laughs> Was he... I don't know why Doug thinks it's infantile. <laughs> right, see? Gee, I wonder. There's a nice little if, lesbian storyline. I mean, if, if you think this movie's if juvenile, then you have to think Animal House is or any other things of that nature i thought it, I, it was laugh out loud funny i was peeing my pants really yes yes who else is in this movie and fast it's just clips along no and one pa- i'm so tired of movies <laughs> with pacing problems and this one just just boom 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 one joke so these parents gather there. together and then uh, <clears throat> and essentially trying to prevent their children from having sex on right night. and each each of them are as different as can be and don't necessarily get along together either, but now they're trying to work as a team. Common goal. Yes, and everything they try and do goes backfires on them, and it's you got a prom. Hilarious. Did you have a prom that you went to? I went to. Uh, we have a at my school. It was a junior senior prom, so yeah, it was right. both years in one. And I went my junior year, and then I dropped out, so I didn't go my senior year. I was on the prom decorating committee. As a matter of fact, my theme won the contest. It was at Rainbow's End. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, 
I was a major player in organizing the thing, but I didn't have a date until like like two days before someone looked at me and said, you're doing all this work and you're not coming to the prom? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to the prom. And somebody said, well, so-and-so doesn't have a date. She's pretty. She wants to go. And she's all bummed out that nobody asked her. So I left the gym and went and knocked on the door and interrupted her class and in front of the whole class invited her to the prom. And she said yes, and I had a day to organize a tuxedo. <laughs> there you go. So when you had a prom, did you have a prom at the school or did you go someplace? You know, prom, the, and the point yeah. that I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. proms nowadays, I mean, I they're so expensive. I, you got to buy tickets and the limit and this mm-hmm. and that and whatever. And certainly there are, I would imagine, quite a number of young people who'd love to go to the prom and maybe in mm-hmm. olden days. Even, yeah, that was possible, but, somewhat possible. Nowadays, forget about it. Even back then, there were schools that went to facilities for proms. Yeah. But our school, and I think till this day, Shelton High still does it in the school oh, as a sense of pride because they spend yeah. like like gym classes suspended for a week and a half. Sure, to so decorate it. And, and I mean, these decorations and this are planned you know, six months in advance, and it's this huge thing. And, the you know, the the... the Shop classes making crap, and the and the the art classes making crap, and this and that, and whatever. And you gotta buy tickets now, and whatever. So we made our gym into a magical transformation, uh, including a drop ceiling every year. Oh my! Yes, with stars on it. Douglas did do. And then you have a prom. Then we I went did. to I went to um, Tupperware. Our 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 prom was at Tupperware, and then I took a girl from another school to her prom as well. Everybody got a Wonderlier bowl as a souvenir. A what? A Wonderlier bowl. I don't think Douglas yeah. found that for at all. Crisper. Is that a Tupperware yes. item? Yes. Um, <laughs> see. The, the king and queen were crowned with lettuce crispers on their heads. <laughs> That's where. And then uh, we drove in this girl's ca- father's car, yeah. and I backed the car up. to. I ran oh, out to the God. car to go get her, to pick her up out front. Mm-hmm. When prom was done, and I backed up the car, and then it wouldn't go forward. Oh, God. So I put it in drive, and it won't go forward at all. But I knew it went backwards, so I went backwards all the way around and <laughs> and went and picked her up. And um, then she and drove ex- home backwards. Then she explained that the parking brake was on. So oh, um, if I would just undo that. You think this is not, not going to be my lucky night? Yeah, or do I want it to be no, my lucky night? No, I don't want it to be exactly. I mean, did she... I don't want to get too personal, but she have any idea? I mean, you knew you were gay at the time. Yes. Did she knew, know you were gay? Oh, or was I'm, it... I'm sure she did. Okay. She saw me walk. <laughs> and dance. <laughs> and spin, yeah. Well, talk. maybe she, you know, safe, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think she just wanted to get on, too. Go, go have a good Shout time. Shout out to Jill Banks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Been keeping in touch with her over and the years. Beth Adkins. Um, yes. Uh, not, really? not, uh, not uh, Joe, but Beth. I have. Yeah. Right. The first girl I kissed in fourth grade, grade was named Deborah Burstinsky, which <laughs> you know is, is a name I've sometimes used in plays yeah. that we do. Yeah, as a, like a little homage to her. Right. I have not seen, heard from, talked to this girl since the day I left home in 1974. Well, she run off. But in Wansley with a Z. We referenced the fact that she's the first girl I yeah. kissed in fourth grade, and and then we said, "How was it?" And the little boy playing me goes, "Nah," you know. Anyway, um, I heard from her yesterday. She found me on Facebook and said, "I, d- I doubt you'll remember me, but," and I'm like, "Remember you? You're in my plays." Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious! All right, let me take a little break. Wanzi and Doug with Monday. How many pink triangles for blockers? Three and a half, Jim. Oh my god. 
It's hysterical. What did you give it, Douglas? Like one and a half? Probably or... two. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Funny film. Well, it's been out for a long time. It's still... Well, there you go. Pulling them in. All right. Hysterical. Monday Movie Review on Real Radio 104.1. It's Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug on the Phillips File this uh, this Monday. Uh, Michael saw the movie um, Blockers and gave it three and a half pink triangles. Hilarious. This is a movie that Douglas saw a couple of weeks ago and gave it two at the most. So. This is a good way for people to um, get that movie and then decide who they want to be behind on mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. Exactly who they want to support. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is... it, sometimes Doug is in a mood and it affects his... What? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You know I go to things wanting to love them. I know that's true of live things. I don't know if that's true. Maybe your expert expectations are just always too high. That's that's mm-hmm. the problem with me. I, yeah, yeah, I expect everything I see. I, I just want it to be magnificent and yeah. never quite fits the bill. Let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. Seriously. Uh, over the weekend, Frank Bruni, who's a columnist with the New York Times, writes an article mm-hmm. about essentially the theme is um, gay identity being lost. It was fascinating. Frank Bruni is, is gay. He's a great columnist. But he was uh, getting prepared, I think, or had tickets for, uh, what, Boys in the Band? Mm-hmm. The play that's coming to Broadway. And he was lamenting, in one sense, the loss of gay identity. Because now it's it's just, you know, there used to be a time when, you know, some of my, some of my friends are gay. I have some gay mm-hmm. friends. And it would be a gay club. It would be a gay this, a gay that. Is there any discussion within the, quote, gay community about loss of identity? Yes. Because there are a lot of people, let's say, we don't, I mean, it's just a matter of assimilation. It's like, okay, what's the big deal? Now you got all these metrosexuals rushing to emulate gay people almost in real time. It used to take them 10, 12 years to catch up, you know. You know, men only wore white shirts and ties for a long time. A man would not wear a pink shirt or a or a a, a, a mint green shirt or anything like that. You know, so yeah, or get their they, nails done. Right? Or, so or, you know, I, we things. always say, whatever happens in fashion happens first with gay people ten years earlier, and then mainstream men catch up. But now they rush to do everything we do. It's very confusing. I, I was walking through a gay bar the other night and turned to the person I was with and said, remember when this used to be a gay bar? Right. Because there were so many straight people there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering whether whether gay people, male or female, feel a certain sense of loss maybe sometimes with, you know, this used to be our own. This used to be where mm-hmm. I could, we could identify with, if you want to call it, like-minded individuals. Without interference, we were protected without interference from interlopers or people who just wanted to assimilate within our community. And I don't think anyone right. certainly wants to go back to the no. old days. That's but, what Bruni. That's what Bruni is is writing about as well. But being gay was a little more fun when it was kind of clandestine. Was it a little bit more special? Underground, yeah. I mean, did you but, uh, did you identify with something that was all right? This is this is this is special community. Well, you felt yeah. like you felt like you had <clears throat> private time in the Magic Kingdom. You know, you had you had the keys to the gates to the Magic Kingdom for just you and your yeah. your friends yeah. because. You went to places quite often that weren't uh, terribly openly identified as even being there. Um, and when you got there, when you walked in, there was a knowing glance, a knowing look. You knew that everyone under that roof was, was gay. 
and you all felt like, okay, we can be ourselves now. And it was like a really special place. Not so much anymore because um, uh, straight people feel very, feel very welcome at gay bars and come for the great entertainment, the great music and the stiff drinks and the cheap pours. And, and there's so many bars in town now where nobody looks twice when a gay couple walks right, in that, that right. are not gay bars. So, yeah, it's, it's lost a little bit of its, um, yeah. I don't know, uniqueness, maybe? I don't know. I got a copy of the article bringing in. I'd like both of you to read it yeah. and give me your, your response to it. Douglas, do you have any trivia before do, we Jim. get caught up with what you guys are up to? It's on my phone, so work with me. All right. We All can right. do this. Here we go. All hands on deck, say Lane. Uh-huh. Jack. Here we go. Authors, what childless author of kids' books coined the slogan, You have them, I'll amuse them? Jack, Theodore Seisel, uh, Feifel, Meisel, no. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, yes. All right, we'll what, go with it. What Geisel. author did not write her wildly successful books about her childhood until she was in her 60s? Jack. Laura Ingalls. Laura Ingalls is correct. Ooh, nice. What is going on here? TV logos. What ABC TV show featured an apple in its logo? Wansie, Desperate Housewives. That's correct. A digital clock readout was central to the logo and look of what action See drama? Lane. See Lane. 24. 24 is correct. Yeah. Jim, you play him? I'm the thinking. name of what popular <laughs> beer brand founded in 1897 is a reference to the 20th century? The name of what beer, popular beer brand founded in 1897 is a foreign, foreign brand. Is, is, is a reference to what? Jack Dosekis. Dosekis oh. is correct. Jeez, man, what river runs through Amsterdam? What river runs through Amst- Wansey, the Rhine. Amstel. No. no. Amstel is correct. Oh! Tall stuff. Of the top ten tallest buildings in the world, five are located in what Asian country? That's China. Dubai. China, I heard somebody. China, me. Completed in 1884, the Washington Monument became the tallest man-made structure. But four years later, it was surpassed by what? Jim, the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is correct. What is the first sign of the Zodiac? Wansey, Aries. Aries is correct. What's the only sign of the Zodiac that doesn't represent a living thing? Wansey, Cancer. No. Oh. That's a living... Oh. It's a crab. Oh. <laughs> what's, what's the crab? Oh, cancer. <laughs> cancer is oh. crab. Sagittarius? The, oh, the scales. Libra. The scales. Yeah, Libra. Libra. Gotcha. Uh, da, 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 da. Other than Romeo and Juliet, what other famous couple is the name of a Shakespearean play? Uh, oh. Oh. Jack, Anthony on. and Cleopatra. Anthony and Cleopatra is correct. Nice. There's one other, but it's very little known. Who is Hamlet speaking to in the to be or not to be soliloquy? See Jack, Yorick. No. Wansey, his father. Is set himself. See knew it. What country with an area of only 275 square miles has four official languages? English, Tamil, Chinese, and Malay. That is Singapore. Singapore is correct. There's one more. If you got what sitcom star voiced young Simba in the Lion King movie? See Lane, Matthew Broderick. No, Wansey, Ch- Thomas, uh, Jonathan Taylor Ch- Thomas. Jonathan Taylor yeah, Thomas. Yes. Correct. Points. All right. Points. There you go. Good job. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you. All right, guys, what are you up to? Where are you going to be? We have the new Wednesday game night with Smith, Sammy, and I at, at Hamburger Mary's. It's taking off with a bang, and we're having a lot of fun down there. Newlywed game trivia, all kinds of games. Squash the balloon. Squash the balloon. Musical chairs. <laughs> what is that? What's squa- what is squash the balloon? Squash the balloon is where you uh, have to simulate sex, mm-hmm. and, but you put a balloon between you between and you, you try yeah. and pop the balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But we get these... couples up and then we make them switch partners to do it. 
No. But you don't no have way. to participate if you don't want to. <laughs> you're not forced to. You're not forced to do anything there. You can just come and watch other people make fools of themselves. Does Sam put whipped cream in the balloon still? Not Is this yet. Uh, primarily no. straight, gay? It's a mixed. We have a mixed crowd. Yeah, okay. Mix, yeah. like yeah. the menu. Yeah. Straight people have ruined everything for us. Yeah. Mm. We got nothing to call our own anymore. Yeah. All this acceptance. Uh, what a bummer. I know. The gay pride parade is yeah. full of every car manufacturer in the city of Florida and straight yeah. allies to the... Yeah, exactly. Uh, the new gay agenda is get back in the closet. And they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and exactly. all, they, all they do is slap a sign on the side of their you know pickup truck. They don't... Yeah, with a little you know, rainbow thing, the and they're good to go. That the gay <laughs> people... <laughs> Half of them don't have any music. They just yeah, walk down the street know. like... Bank employees yeah. waving. I'm like, it's uh, cha cha disco. Come on, get a boot box or something. <laughs> right? Hello. <laughs> Some what choreography. Are you up to, uh, well, I do the other game night with Doug on Tuesdays, which is tomorrow, six fifteen to nine <laughs> at the Parliament House. No cover, and you can win fantastic prizes. It's a lot of fun. Three dollar wells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three dollar cocktails. Drink. Cocktails. Jim, where are you going to get that? I don't know. It's Nowhere. Been a long time. With free entertainment. I've and you, to get and better than that. I sit right at the bar with you, like, you know, we're old friends, and it's Family almost like style. having a game in your living room. It's like one of those, where they, what do they call it, where they get the literary people together, you know, and have a. A, a, a salon, Jim. Yes, a salon. Yes, yes. And it's just wax poetic. Mm-hmm. And just, do I get a point for, do I get a bell for salon? I'll give it, yeah. yeah. I'll give it a salon. <laughs> hey, point. You know, didn't that Beyonce's Bennett sister Surf would be there? And... <laughs> exactly, Kitty Carlisle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of course, <laughs> Miss Peggy Cass, Salon. Exactly. Oh my God, Dorothy Truman Capote might show up. And... Kitty Carlisle sat in front of me when I went to go see True in New York, and just that helmet hair. I'm just like um, trying to see. I would have. I'd give my eye tooth to have been around when, when Dorothy Parker and the guys just sit around the round table with the Algonquin yeah. and. You understand that quips. the vast majority of people listening to it, they, they have, don't no. have a clue. They're just like, oh, I'm sorry. The, what are these people Men talking well, about? Well, I thought you had a, you click over and listen to you attracted a, a slightly more sophisticated crowd. Than I'd like to think so, but show. after 30 years, it's just kind okay. of. Okay. You need to listen to the guy who did it last year, the, the uh, Muslim guy that hosted the. His thing is Hosted funny what? as crap. The about? press correspondence dinner. Sorry. Oh, oh, jeez, I don't know where <laughs> it was going. Sorry, I, mean, I just posted this we program. Were, I know we were going. That's what I thought air. of. He's doing. He no. said, "Oh yeah, the Muslim guy that sat in for you that one day. Yeah, he was he, terrific. He was radically handsome. First he, of all, he, he attracted a smart audience. <laughs> he did. It reminded me of that. Jim, it's not that hard. We're supposed to speak in paragraphs. I know. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for Monday movie review. Thank you. This has been the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzee and Doug. Get a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Reports say one of Kim Jong-un's limousines doubles as his secret toilet. The paranoid leader wants to prevent foreign operatives from collecting a Kim Jong-un and analyzing it to find out the state of his health. Weird. China is cutting down on one of its biggest countrywide problems. Jaywalking. Engineers are testing a device that would detect residents entering a crosswalk illegally and spray them with a score gun. Move over Kentucky Derby. There is a horse race in Iceland where competitors hold up a stein of beer while they ride and whoever spills the least, wins. Big Daddy is going for the Triple Crown. Royal. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And Transmission. That's right. In the market for a new home or you just want to get a refinance on the home you're currently living in, 
Go to a direct lender. Mortgage is made easy. That's we are not the banks, and that's what they do. Brad Siebert and his team, I work with them on a refinance. I know several people who have secured mortgages through wearenotthebanks.com. Could not be happier. Brad takes you through every step of the process, lets you know what you're going to need, the timetable, and they can close in 30 days in most cases. Regardless of your credit history, they can work with you. If you're military, they can specialize in VA loans. They do, in fact. Also, you want to finance a mobile home? They can help with that as well. For all your mortgage needs, their service is second to none. Check out their website. It's wearenotthebanks.com. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. From the... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! By the way, Stormy Daniels and her attorney have filed a death lawsuit against the president for a tweet he sent out that said a forensic sketch of a man who allegedly threatened her in 2011 was a total con job. We'll get more on that when we talk to Stephen Kramer, attorney at law at the top of the hour. Time for that regular round of closers to the pin. I'm playing against uh, Rob. John is the backup. What's the prize? I have a pair of tickets to see Orlando City take on Real Salt Lake at Orlando City Stadium on Sunday, May 6th. Visit realradio.fm keyword tickets. For more ticket info, Jim and Rob, let's do this. All right. Yeah, let's do this. Line three. I need my pencil back, though. Oh, wait. You're recording the answers. Yes. What am I going to write down? I don't know. You just read. Okay. I'll just read the questions. All right. Okay. Who's playing? We got Rob on three. Hello, Rob. Howdy. You ready to play? Ready to play. Okay. We got a great prize and a category. Um, this is sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, and it's called Nice Hooters. Okay? All right. All right. This is facts and figures related to owls. All right? It's all about owls. You good to go? Good to go. All right. In three, (laughs) two, and one. Time out. (laughs) He was cracking me up. All right. I I got the clock. I got the clock for you. Ready? In three, two, one. There are more than 420 Hooters restaurants in 42 states and 29 countries. In what year was the first Hooters open for business? 1990. Barbara Streisand played the Lucy Goosey Doris and George Siegel, the uptight Felix, in the comedy The Owl and the Pussycat that came out in this year. 1962. Harry Potter fans will tell you that an ordinary wizarding level, or OWL, is a standardized test taken by Hogwarts students in their fifth year. How many books in the series? Seven. Hooter T. Owl is the mascot for the Temple Owls athletic team. In which year was the Philadelphia Institution established? 1890. The elf owl is the smallest owl, weighing in as little as one ounce and measuring only five inches. By contrast, female great gray owls are the longest in inches. How long can they get? 34. Time. Time. Good job. 
All right, great job, Brad. Put you on hold. All right, let's bring Jim back in. He's waiting for us. This is weird. Something's not right. Why? I don't know. Maybe because I left my pen at home. Mm. I, I can't tell you the last time I've used a pencil. Like an <laughs> weird, actual right? pencil. I, I, I write in pen all the time when I remember one. And then the, the grindiness and the... I just and never it wears liked, down. Then you gotta, you gotta go sharpen it again. What are you talking about? A pencil. I, I couldn't find a pen. I had a I bunch of pencils. pencils on my desk. Thank you. So we're using, we're sharing a pencil in here. Because if you have a sharpened pencil for a left-hander, of course, it goes right into the paper. It always comes back to this lefty nonsense. It goes right into the paper. You rip the paper. So you're always working with a dull pencil. There's nothing worse than a dull pencil. Number two, dull pencil. I agree. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's always Give me a rollerball any day. It's always tougher for you, isn't it? It's tough. I'm t- I'm telling you, it's not. You you guys think this is part of the problem? Our our complaints about the use of a pencil seem so trivial now, knowing what a left hander has to deal with. Left handers, to- they we have yeah. to deal with things like this all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to petition that we are part of the uh, of the of the federal law that protects handicapped people. When uh, left-handers use pens, though, then they has got to smear the ink as they go by. Yeah, you can't you... use a fountain pen. No, no, no. Not many left-handed calligraphers. Right-handed people could use a fountain pen until the cows come home. Left-handers can. You schmear. I'm surprised uh, through Darwinism we haven't phased out all left-handers. I'm surprised, too, that we, <laughs> we, we have to fight harder. Anyway, Ooh. Jim, you're playing it. See how hard you fight against Rob today. We have to prove ourselves all the time to the right-handed world. Uh-huh. Just saying. See, yes. like, did you record Mr. Rob's time? Yes, I did. You're good I have to his go. Time, I have his answers, and I'm ready for Jim's. Okay, Jim, yeah. your category is the same as Rob's. It's called Nice Hooters. It's from right. Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Facts and figures relating to owls. Owls. Mm-hmm. Owls. Okay. <clears throat> the wise old owl told Brad to write this category. Gotcha. Ready to go? Sure. Going to reset not? the clock for you and begin in three, two. One, there are more than 420 Hooters restaurants in 42 states and 29 countries. And what year was the first Hooters open for business? 1980. Barbara Streisand played the Lucy Goosey Doris and George Siegel, the uptight Felix, in the comedy The Owl and the Pussycat that came out in this year. 1970. Harry Potter fans will tell you that an ordinary wizarding level or OWL, is a standardized test taken by Hogwarts students in their fifth year. How many books in the series? Six. Hooter T. Owl is the mascot for the Temple Owls athletic teams. In which year was the Philadelphia Institution established? 1875. The Elf Owl is the smallest owl, weighing in as little as one ounce and measuring only five inches. By contrast... Female great gray owls are the longest. In inches, how long can they get? 26 inches. Fine. All right, Jim, you did well on time. However, we... Well, you're good. You're good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seelane wasn't convinced. Seelane's had a very... He's had a long day. No, I'm saying that... Fritz is out. Pinkman's out. Moe's gone. Yeah. Seelane's helping us out. He's getting kind of punchy. But C-Lane, see, now I realize why I'm out of sorts, because normally I record the time and C-Lane's handling that for me, so I feel like a, I'm a little, uh, you know, confused here. However, C-Lane, please add five seconds to Jim's time. That's going to be his handicap today. Got it. Plus five. All right. All right, All right Jim, you are playing against Rob. Thanks to Cat- uh, Brad for the category of nice hooters. And here we go. 
with over 420 Hooters restaurants spread throughout the world. Mm. Uh, what year did the franchise get its start? Sea Lane, Bra- uh, Rob said. 1990. And Jim. 1980. Oh, the answer, 1983. Jim is closer and gets the point. <laughs> By the way, they've raised more than $4 million to benefit the V Foundation. Well, good for and them. And the fight against breast cancer. Barbara Streisand, she was in a movie with George Siegel. It was called The Owl and the Pussycat. That's a funny movie. Yep. She was actually, uh, Barbara Streisand holds the honor of being the first major actress to drop the F-bomb on screen. What year did the movie The Owl and the Pussycat come out? Rob said. 1962. And Jim. 1970. On the money. Got it. 1970. Nice. Double points for Jim. He now leads 3-0. <laughs> However, let's see what happens here when we get to the world of Harry Potter. Oh. You had to tell me how many books were in the series. Yes. Jim, you kind of quit. I believe it was somewhere during The Prisoner of Azkaban. Which one was that? Book three? Probably. I said, okay. Enough. You read the first enough one, enough loved the children it. Stuff. I liked You it. read the second, and then it was back-to-back, and you were like on your third book in a week, and it was too much too it's, soon. Yeah, too yeah. much children's literature yeah 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 it's great i found stuff. them enjoyable though. i enjoyed them as well i enjoyed the entire series of how many books ah. rob said seven jim oh, six on the money seven. Oh, oh rob, rob damn, points. he is back rob, in it snap. your lead is now down to one it's three to two jim you still lead however two to go let's get to hooter t owl yeah he's the mascot for the temple owls yeah uh, a Philadelphia institution established in what year? Temple University. Yeah, Brad's note says Mo was there for the groundbreaking ceremony. Bill Cosby's old school, right? Yes, and they just rescinded their his uh, degree. Oh wait, can they rescind a regular degree or only they, honorary ones? They can honorary. Yeah, they yeah, can. Yeah. They can't rescind your regular degree. Yeah. But I think they took them off the all these boards and yeah. this and that. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, Tom. so what year for Temple? Rob said 1890. Ooh, oh, that's a good guess. Jim said 1875. Philadelphia, old city. Let's go. The answer, somewhere in between. No way. 1884. Rob is closer. Oh, he ties oh, the game. On, it's Rob. a tie game. Come on. The elf owl will decide this. It's the smallest owl, Jim. One ounce. Only five inches. Ooh. On the other end of the owl spectrum is the female great gray owl. It's the longest, and in inches, how long can they get? How long? They're also known as the Phantom of the North. Rob said 34 inches. <gasps> oh, my God. Jim said 26 inches. This is for the win. Off by one inch. The Phantom of the North, the great gray owl, can grow to... 33 inches. Oh, Rob gets the game. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got owled. That was, that was a great comeback, Rob. Congratulations. Thanks for playing closest to the pin. Remember, Good God. close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, Stupid owls. closest to the pin. Pin. Have you seen all those owls pin. and birds of uh, prey up in Maitland? No. It's a pretty cool place. Saw an owl on my vacation. Teeny, teeny, teeny. Yeah. In Jamaica? Yeah. Went to one place, and they had some animals on display, and there was an owl there. Tried to take a picture, but the glare on the glass prevented that from coming out. What are you going to do? Tiny, tiny owls, big owls. Yeah. Maybe if you paid attention, would it get 33 inches? Oh, God, why was he? <laughs> Damn, that's a big owl.
Holy mackerel. Yeah. Owls freak my wife out. She they do? Like them. Yeah. Because I think there's, if you see it, there's a wives' tale, an old wives' tale. If you see an owl in the daytime, it means someone you know is going to die. No, 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 no. That's what I no, hear. No, no. Well, maybe, but if you hear them hoot ooh, ooh. at night, that means someone is dying close by. Oh, boy. <clears throat> we hear them all the time on this program. Someone always dying? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, yeah. It's just <laughs> the nothing but hooting around here, you know? Anyway, well, that went nowhere. one 978 1041 Jim, people text in. A couple left-handers are also talking about the pencils because someone said that they have a Phillips file pencil. Remember? And this was something that was we did 15 or more years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh. I still have a couple of those. And uh, then you actually made some Phillips file pencils as well. You do yeah. that in your shop? Left-handers. Are, yeah, I did. It's easy. Uh, I mean, left-handers, I, you know... There are just so many things. You know, we adapt as best we can. You make your own pencils? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, yes. Yeah, there's an art, you know, how there's one a, go about on uh, a lathe? crafting a pencil. Well, you take a big pe- you take a big dowel. Okay. That's about three inches wide. <clears throat> uh and then you put it in a lathe mm-hmm. and then you just you just Grind it and grind it down until about it's just, and then use calipers on a Why pencil. Why not stop at rolling pin or pepper mill? <laughs> oh, you could do that if you wanted to, but we're talking about a pencil. Can and you just, make me a pepper mill? <laughs> you have, uh, you know, three and a half pounds of wood that you make into a pencil that weighs less than an ounce. You make a baseball bat. <laughs> and you drill a hole in it. You shove some graphite down there. Boom, you're ready to go. <laughs> now, that's a round pencil. Okay. If you want a pencil like the standard yellow number two, which is multifaceted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about a whole different process, my friend. <laughs> all right. I'm all ears. <laughs> Another left-hander writes in and says they just use mechanical pencils, and they say they have no problems. Dude, left-hander, you know, join join the rest of us, okay? Don't make it difficult for the rest of us. That's what happens. You always have these, uh, you know, these outlier left-handers. They get out there and say, hey, it's a big deal. You know, I just I use a mechanical pencil, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just making our lives more miserable. Oh, you got because it. That, because right-handers say, see, what's the big problem? Use a mechanical pencil. Oh, you got another one. Us lefties can never work on a crabbing boat. Uh, same sorry, thing. You sorry. can't. That's absolutely correct. It's the same thing as being a left-handed catcher. You ever seen uh, The Deadliest Catch? Yes. There's the one guy on the boat, you know, the boat is pitching and rocking and, and rolling and yawing and doing all of this matter. And there's one guy that has the responsibility of the crew, as I recall, he has to take, uh, he has to swing that hook way out over the side of the boat yes. to catch the line that are connected to the crab traps. You can't do that if you're left-handed because there's all this mishy-mash and all this machinery to your left. You have to have a, you have to have some clearance. You can't do it so on the you, other side of the boat? No, because the captain's running it up, you know, this way. And uh-huh. so the, the, the buoys or the floats Boy. that are holding on to the crab pots are to the, as we like to say in the, uh, in the maritime world, starboard. So you have to toss that hook out with your right hand. You can't do it left-handed. Sorry about that. It's it's it can be a tough life. Maybe you should just farm. It just could be. It can be. A, it can be a tough life. You could farm sugar kelp. 
Did you see that? I did see that. I didn't find that too fascinating. I thought it was extremely fascinating. Did you really? Because I think that is an example. This was on 60 Minutes last night, and it was a report about a fisherman who was, you know, made his living doing that, but realized that it was getting tougher and tougher to do, and you're kind of depleting the ocean of this natural resource, which is not endless. And he found something he could do where he's his own boss on the water, on his boat, and it's a re- not only is it a renewable resource, but you're actually benefiting the environment and not damaging it. And that's by farming sugar kelp in the ocean on these lines. It actually cleans up the ocean, and then it's a, it's a product you that's can fine. sell. That's good. Yeah. And grow it. I don't think anybody's in the near future is going to eat it. Oh, it didn't look appetizing. It did not. You know that as well as I do. It did not look appetizing. Right, they pulled stuff. it out of that steamy pot yeah, of they, that hot kelp. They didn't I'm focus a lot that, on like, that. Yeah, yeah that's the, you're not selling me on this. <laughs> Sugar kelp recipe. Yeah, I don't think there. Man, there might be some out there. <laughs> but you know, and they all try to sell the. Well, remember kale and how popular kale became yeah. a few years ago, and everybody was into kale. Well, the same thing's going to happen with sugar kelp. No, it's not. Now when it comes steaming out of a pot like that. Then you freeze dry it, then it's a snack you munch on. That that I would go <laughs> now, for. Now maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Have a little crisp to it. Yeah. Like a could, chip. Yeah. If it was like a chip. But yeah. kale's uh, the, the, the kale crisp is not anything like a chip. It's crispy. It has no body to it. No, it doesn't just doesn't have a crunch. I think it, what you're gonna have to do is, all is get it together, then mash it all together, and then spit it out like a Pringle and bake it. Because you're gonna have to have some body to it. You're absolutely correct, C Lane. You want some crunch, you want some crisp. Just a little work for your teeth to do. Just a little bit of you want some bite. You know, kale, that'll it just dissolves in your mouth like a, a cotton candy. Have you even tried it? What, kale? You don't know. Yeah, I've had kale. I've had a bunch of different ways of I'm kale. I'm not particularly fond of it. Do you know who the number one purchaser of kale was before the big, uh, big boom? Number one purchaser of kale before the big boom. Before the big popularity and how it was a super food and super healthy you for mean you. a country? Oh, the Coke uh, No, the... the uh, Frito-Lay. Of the company who bought kale? Bought the most kale before... Coca-Cola. Nope. Pizza Hut. Frito-Lay. Pizza Hut. Really? Why? Pizza Hut. Why? They used it as garnish for their uh, salad bar to put over the ice when you would go in for the lunch buffet. It wasn't even for eating. This is the last time you had a Pizza Hut pizza. Uh, Not long enough. (laughs) Uh, The... uh, but we used to use it as garnish on a plate, but it was always endive, right? Endive is the same thing, right? You just throw it away. No one would eat it. You put it on the ice, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. decorative. Near the pot of chickpeas? Yes. And Thousand Island dressing? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's like it's like vegetable bunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Stephen Kramer. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. 
Tom and Dan on Real Radio at 7, right after the Phillips file. By the way, is everybody sick now? Nefs Kramer's sick. Moe's mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Fritz got Fritz sick. sick. Pinkman, he just takes Rob, off when he feels like it. Better sanitize. Just yeah. making sure. Probably in New York or something. Have you been following the uh, Apu story related to the Simpsons? A little bit. I caught... Um, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria on the Colbert show, and he was talking about it. And that's the first I heard about it, that he received... Now, he Hank Azaria does many voices on the Simpsons. Right. One of them being Apu, the convenience store clerk. And it's a stereotypical yeah, Indian, right? Or... South Asian well, accent. Yeah, they claim or, it's a it's a stereotype right. of uh, of Indian Indian Americans. He's a he's the shopkeeper, I believe. I don't think he, I think he's more than the clerk. I think he owns the convenience right, right, store. Right, right, And um, and uh, Matt I, Grunig is joining the conversation now, and um, because it it was pretty public, where it looked like uh, uh, Hank Azaria had a. A differing opinion with the creators of the the Simpsons. He was, he actually sympathized with the people complaining, saying this is a right. stereotype and really, you know, it, it's un- insensitive. And uh, I think Gronig was saying, you know, hey, this is what we do. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes on the Simpsons. There's no question about that. Not, you know, Willie the Greenskeeper. Yeah, but. What's the what's the stereotype for Willie that he's angry and Scottish, Scottish, yeah. Scottish and he, uh, but but there's got to be one more one more factor for it to be a stereotype. He's Scottish and he's angry. He's Scottish and he's a drunk. I mean, in this person does he drink? In this case, it's no. I don't uh, think so. He's just uh, wears in, a kilt every once in a while. Uh, the Indian who owns a convenience store, and that's the supposed to be the uh, the offense. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, well, you know how we are. I mean, we deal in stereotypes, uh, sometimes unfortunately, I suppose. But is it safe to say in our experience in many convenience stores that maybe we've gone into, we've seen people from Pakistan or India who are here in the United States either owning, operating, or clerking at a convenience store? Is that, uh, you know, we've all done that voice at one time or another, have we not? Yep. We all have. Mm-hmm. So, and it's usually uh, for some kind of, uh, you know, trying to make a funny, trying to make a joke. Well, what's the difference between you doing your British accent and C. Lane doing his Asian accent? Well, I'll tell you exactly. Ben, I do, because when I do my British accent, which is piss poor, it's usually... I thought you were going to say spot on. <laughs> no, it's not. Many times, and I'm trying to impersonate... Someone who's part of royalty. So right. you're accenting, I'm accenting up. Where in the instance, if we're accenting down, uh-huh. we're accenting for people who, who we believe are inferior to us. There's no way in the world that Prince Charles is inferior to me. No, but you guys do the, your, uh, uh, you and Pinkman do the um, Peaky Blinders impressions. Now, that would not be considered uh, a higher class. No, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that we treat people of color, generally speaking. But we don't treat people who are like us with. We don't treat people of color many times without us not many times without us realizing it. It's that unconscious bias that we hold. But I think many times we treat people of let's say color 
with less respect than we treat people who look like us. So Asian accent, uh, so European accents pretty much get a pass, though. But yes. so Asian, you know, uh, African American, Hispanic, Indian. I think a lot of times in context, using the accent on what we're saying. I mean, a lot of times we do the Swedish chef thing. Hardy. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry. If the idea is that but, Hank Azaria... Hey, white European, I'm okay, folks. <laughs> he's considering retiring as he has the no voice problem, of Apu. Yeah. I yeah. think he's saying, I, I, I see where uh, the opposite, where, you know, where people are not happy with this, so that, and the, he would not be unhappy leaving uh, the voice to, uh, you know, to someone else. That so, he'd be okay not doing it himself. But if he decides to do that, and the Simpsons say... All right, that's fine. Uh, you know, we love you, uh, but we we really need you to be the rest of these people that you already are. We'll find another person to be up who really is just now the only person that's vindicated himself as Hank Hank Azaria, right? Or yeah, they, but that might be important to Hank Azaria, or, where he says, "Look, uh, you know, they it's their show. Uh, they can audition and assign anybody they want to." And I just don't want to do that voice anymore. That's just a a personal thing that he may have come to a conclusion about. He might say, look, I'm not trying to carry the whole weight of the, the world on my shoulders. It's just a decision. You know, I just don't want to do that voice anymore. Still funny. See, they, say, it is, come on. they addressed the criticism on the show. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it was a, a segment with Marge and Lisa. What and did that poo have to say about it? Well, <laughs> there's no one to be found. Yeah, he was not in the scene. Uh, and it said, and the quote is, something that started decades ago that was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What yeah. can you do? Yeah, well, politically, politically correct can be another way of, of saying being more sensitive. That's the way I view it. Uh, Chinese Americans or American Chinese or whatever, there's a growing, there's a growing uh, voice within that community who, who say white Americans you know, view and view Chinese Americans, even if their family had been here longer than the other, you know, with disparaging remarks. That's why I started do- stopped doing that more tea, Mr. Cartwright. You don't hear me saying that right. too much. Yeah, every but what, I, throw. I don't use it as much as I used to. What about when you do what the hillbilly? Cartwright? The hillbilly accent. When you're t- tapping into your kid. Yeah, but you're not tapping, in, you're not tapping into a, a racial stereotype. You're just Tapping into maybe, I don't know. You know, I, you're, you're not tapping into a race. You're not t- tapping into an ethnicity. You're just tapping into, you know, somebody who's running around the hills with a squirrel gun and no shoes on. You could be tapping into a race if, say, you weren't the same color as the person you're making fun of. Do that again. Give me a for instance. Because you're, not, you're white, you get away with yes, doing it. Right. right. Well, that's just the way that it is, even though, you know. We white people will never. I mean, you know, we got po- we got points at the post office. Just coming out of the shoot, we got points. Oh, you and your white privilege. Well, well, there's something to it. Maybe not as much as there used to be, but you know, for a long, 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 long time there. So the if you're a white man. You are. You got the head of the line. You could. You could. You could walk up to the end of the line and they say, "Follow me." And uh, I mean, that's just. I mean, there's. That's just the truth. And, uh, you know, you have a choice whether to admit it or not, but, but it's true. I think it's true. It's still true to a certain, to a certain extent. 
You're going to continue to do your Minnesota accent? Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't mind. Don't oh, you no. Know? Okay. They don't. Yeah. They got a, you know, they got a good sense of humor up that way. They do. Oh, yeah. See, Lane? He misses, he misses Josh right now. I don't have it in me. I don't have the, uh, well, all I know is don't, I you, don't you, you know. I thought you did what pretty about, well there. What about the president of China? Yeah. What about the president of China? <laughs> That's the one that Otto used to do, the the Asian one, but. I, I know C Lane gets Corey? some heat. Yeah, that one. <laughs> he gets some heat when. Yeah, you gotta when, watch that Chinese you, thing, man. The they, Chinese they, they, thing. Yeah. You know as well as I do. You know, if you if you're down in the dirt, honest, you, you know they're they're going to be in charge. <laughs> Am I right? Twenty five years, if not suited, they're going to be in charge. They're going to be the world leader. We might not like that, but you know. Oh, so for your own good, C Lane. All right. He's you gone. say all right. Did you just say all right? Oh, see, no, I all did right. it. That's all right. so wrong. Oh, that is just. Oh, see, Lane, I'm oh, shocked. Oh, Mortima Sakari. That's it. That's the last one I'll ever do. Nobody understands that anyway. I will never stop. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio. <laughs> stop. Okay, we got to stop. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Goes from stamping out dissidents to putting his special stamp on these rock classics. From Bill Haley. To the Mamas and the Papas. With an added treat for our Hispanic amigos. The Great Wall couldn't keep this great music from reaching our shores. Get your copy today. President Who sings the hits. Not available anywhere. You're listening to The Phillips File. Of course, the uh, Phillips file is all, always about making observations, just a stream of mental consciousness. It's been that way for 30 years. So now I'm going to connect the Titusville Fire Department to Michael Jordan to the Winter Park Art Festival. Now, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do that. You know, as well as I do at the Winter Park Art Festival, really thanks to me many, many years ago. Uh, the Winter Park Art Festival and most art festivals around the country no longer allow dogs. You can't take your dogs to an art festival. Just can't go inside. You know, they, they'll rope it off now and say, I'm sorry, you can't go in there. You're too close to the, you know, the artwork and, uh, and uh, the artists don't want that. The last thing you need is for some dog to pee on, and, you know, the whole, the whole deal. For a while, there, everybody's taking their dogs to the art festival. And I always made the claim people take their dogs to the art festival, usually a lot of young men, because uh, they, they can't make time. They don't know how to do uh, make time with a woman. They can't start a conversation, so they use a dog. They walk around with the dog, and invariably, sooner or later, you know, girls stop, oh, I love your dog. What's the dog's name? And it starts a conversation, and they go, whew, here we go. So, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, the Titusville Fire Department. 
Now, the Titusville Fire Department, and I don't know if this is a good idea. I'm going to let you two guys tell me whether you think it is or not. Mm-hmm. The Titusville Fire Department <clears throat> is, uh, is the only city in the county of, uh, it's Volusia County, right? Titusville is Brevard. Brevard, excuse me. The only city in, the, in Brevard County to employ a fire safety clown. Okay. Wait, Nobody's going, what? Um, well, to immediately, I think, what? To go to schools and to kind of teach young kids about fire safety. Yeah, the fire, they, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So well, they I have mean, this, uh, they have see, the Titusville Fire yeah. Department has a clown by the, that goes by the name of Ember. <laughs> All right. Ember the Clown, and you're right, Jack. Ember the Clown is, uh, you know, you know, teaches uh, public education through characterization, you know. But not every. And the point that I'm trying to make, just like the art show, not everybody's ah. crazy about dogs. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Correct. And uh, and you can see in people's eyes, you know, when people are not, they they, you know, you walk in your dog, and you get that look, like, don't bring the dog over here. I know you don't like dogs, and people, and legitimately, they could be allergic. Maybe they were bit by a dog once. They're just not fan of dogs. Most people are, I think, but there are some individuals out there that you know, little dog, big dog, what? I don't like dogs. Same thing with clowns. Am I right? Yes. That's how uh, I tie the two together. Well, there's not certain, everybody's, yeah. you know. So, Oh, I know what we can do to educate uh, you know, adults and children when it comes to uh, fire dangers. We'll use Ember. We'll have a clown. They actually have a clown school at the State Fire College in Ocala. A one-week course in being a fire department clown. So it's not a firefighter. It's a clown that learns fire safety. No, I think it's a firefighter yeah. who got an additional one week of training in being a fire clown. And he goes to school. It's a she. Okay. Ember she goes to school. Yeah. So she, so Ember, I think regular, probably, you know, she's a firefighter, of course, but I think she also uh, works as Ember, the fire department clown, now, to go see, out there and talk to kids. Don't light matches. Don't do this. Don't throw your cigarette butts out the window, especially if you're a kid. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's how I'm putting it. I don't know whether my, clowns don't bother me. Didn't we already have Smokey the Bear for this? Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Yeah. Okay. For fire. Already have Forest fires. Bear. Right. Yeah, but this is all right. We've got our fire department clown we can send out here in the city of Titusville to the, you know, to, you know, you can't always get Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear is booked all the time. It's you know, there's a long long waiting list for Smokey yeah. Bear. Could be 3 years before Smokey Bear makes it to Titusville. Get some more Smokey Bears. Can Smokey Bear have some kids? He's done a lot of work west of the Mississippi, up there in the Rockies and California, you know, a lot of fires up there. So anyway, so, but what I'm saying is not ev- I don't clowns don't bother me. My wife does not like clowns. Right. She does not like clowns. The thing is, I don't think it's necessary because what are you trying to do? You're trying to appeal to kids. What From the get-go, kids look up to firefighters. Having a firefighter That's a good point. in your classroom, that that is one of those, those hero jobs. You're a kid. That's the first thing a kid wants to do is be a firefighter. You're a kid, right? And you're sitting in the classroom. Who would you rather see come into the classroom? A firefighter's decked out with the helmet, the coat, yeah. the boots, the, uh, the 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 tank, the respirator, the whole, you know, the fire axe, the whatever. Yeah. 
or or a clown coming in here to uh, you know to, to to turn a balloon into a, a toy fire truck or something. I don't know. Oh, you didn't mention they'd have balloons. Oh, you gotta have a uh, if you're a clown. Yeah, I, yeah. See, if you're now, a clown with no balloons, now the kids are getting they're something. Gonna, they're taking yeah. your clown card away. You got to know how to do something with a balloon. If you're a, a fire thing. safety clown, it should be water balloons. Quite possibly. Put out fires, right, guys? I'm just, I'm just, I, I you know, Boys. same thing with you know, clowns go to hospitals, right? Yeah. So Cheer you're people sitting, up. so you're sitting in your hospital bed, right? You don't like clowns. Clowns scare you. You saw it, and you read it, and you just you went to the circus. You had a bad experience. You don't like clowns. All of a sudden, you know, it's late in the evening. Everything's settled down in the hospital. Yeah. Things are quiet. You know, maybe the guy is waxing the floor just went by. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nurses aren't running, scurrying around. Everything's settling down. And all of a sudden, you look at the door. You look at the door jams, right? And they're peeking around the corner. All of a sudden, is somebody who looks like uh, like uh, like the clown from It. Oh boy! This is not good for patients. I'm just saying. I don't have anything. You know, that's fine with me. I I just happen to believe there are probably more people who are scared of clowns than 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 I, we'd like to realize. Do you? Okay, so you using your wife as an example. She does not like clowns. Does now. not. What, was that her entire life as a kid? Did I don't she, know. Was there an experience? Because I'm wondering, is that a learned behavior or something innate? I have no idea. Don't I? Because I always thought about maybe you know being a clown for a while. You know, like Jim the Angry Clown? Yeah. You have the makeup that the, yeah, the frowny face? Yeah, yeah, well, it'll fit the that stereotype, you know? Not the, you know, the tiny little hat, you know, and the baggy pants. And, you know, just be... <laughs> Wait, so you're going to, what, dress like you dress now no, and just I, be angry? I, no, Wait I, a minute. No, I put a red rubber <laughs> nose on, you know, on my, on my real nose and do a couple of other things, maybe a fright wig, but not the standard, standard, you know, clown. I, I just I, I just a thought. That's all. I just wonder sometimes how people think about that, or whether they go, "What are you even talking about?" Or they might say, "That's a that's the point. I never thought about that." I wonder whether anybody like at the Titusville Fire Department. How did that come up? How did that come up where somebody said, "We are going to establish the position of Ember, the fire department clown." Can I have a show of hands? Or is there anybody, or is there one one firefighter or city councilman or somebody who said, uh, I don't know if this is the best idea? Maybe they've had experience. I just think with I'm just kids, I think they're in awe of firefighters. I do too. So I don't think there's a need, but maybe they feel they can relate better. Yeah, who didn't like going to firefighter day where you got to... You or, or they would all spray you in a field with the hose. You want to go outside? They're going to drive the truck up there, the pumper, right? You got a couple of fire fire firefighters on there. They got the whole regalia. They got the everything on there, and uh, nobody wants to see a clown on a fire truck. See the water. So they balloons. open the door, right? And kids are going to think, "What's going to come out with your water balloons?" That was good. <laughs> so what's going to come out of the door of the fire truck? Uh, are you expecting a clown or somebody who's a firefighter? I I would think that kids <clears throat> and more and more girls, thank God, you know, they want, whether it's a female firefighter or a male firefighter, it doesn't make any difference. It's a firefighter. 
I guess it's just to Not try to incorporate horn. <laughs> entertainment and fun into the learning experience. Well, you can do that in a firefighter's getup. Just saying. I just, I just, I'm just, here's Beth. What's, Beth, what's on your mind? No, I was just wondering, because I know me and you, to be honest, we are pretty close in age. Do you remember the original Smokey the Bear song? No. Do you? Yes. Uh, would you like to sing it for me? Smokey the Bear, Smokey the Bear, howling and a-growling and sniffing the air. He could smell a fire before it started. to... Start to what? Hello? That's how, why they called him Smokey. That's how he got his name. Wait a minute. Hold what on. We, we lost you. We lost your, we lost your phone uh, line there for a couple of seconds. Uh, Sing it again for me. All right? Right from the top. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hold on. All right. Where do you? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Smokey the Bear. You know this. Smokey the Bear. Howling and a growling and a sniffing the air. He could smell a fire before it start to flame. That's how they called him Smokey. That's how he got his name. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. Howling and a growling and a sniffing the air. You remember that? No, I don't. I really oh don't. Oh my God! No, I, I don't remember. I'm well, not. I'm not. Cha- I'm not saying Amber you're wrong. Cla- huh? That's better than Ember the Clown. Oh, I think so, too. I, you know, look, if, uh, all right, boys and girls, you have a choice uh, tomorrow morning, uh, you, you raise your hand. Thing. You want Smokey, Smokey Bear, come, and it's Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. You want Smokey Bear to come in, or you want Ember the Clown? I'm not, I don't even know who Ember the Clown is, but you. I don't either. Of but course the kids are going to say Smokey Bear. Well, that was the thing back in the 50s and 60s. Or you, Ben Forest That's right. And <laughs> put it out yeah. before you leave. I know you remember this. I don't remember. Just, Sorry, Beth. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, I've, well, I was I very, very, very busy as a child. I have a lot of things on my mind. Okay. Well, whatever. I still love you. All right. Thank you. Smokey. All right. Well, what are you doing? Here is. Uh, I remember that. Uh, the tagline. What happened? The tagline that you did, I don't remember there being a song. But that might have been. That's probably before your time. Yeah, a little bit. I think everything is before your time. Oh, everything. You, know, you couldn't even remember who Morgan Fair, uh, Fairchild was. I got there eventually. <laughs> what, yeah, someone's pointing out aren't bears more scary than clowns? If a giant six-foot oh, yeah, bear well, came into your classroom. That's, that's a good That's a good point. I mean, you saw the video of, with the Easter bunny with that one cur- girl, yeah. right? Point well taken. No. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, the reason, uh, one of the newspapers is running a, uh, what you didn't know about Titusville. And the first story is out there, Amber the Clown is part of the Titusville Fire Department. I'm sure they're doing great work. I'm sure they love her in Titusville. I just, it, it just struck me as a little bit strange. Because not everybody is crazy about Jim Titusville. Who would you be more scared of? Of okay, Smokey Bear or McGruff, the crime fighting dog? Because not everybody likes dogs, right? Which goes back to your original point: a dog in a trench coat or a bear in a hat. 
with I, a shovel. With a shovel. I, I, I find the bear to would be a little more uh, disconcerting. I mean, does the bear need a weapon, really? It's to shovel dirt on the fire. Is that what it's for? Those bears, they'll tear you away. Right? You ever see that? Yeah. You ever see that movie Ceiling, Re- The Revenant? Mm-mm. Ho ho ho! Well, what about the the nature one? The, the the name of that guy, the bear lover. Yeah, well, that's what happened. If you see, if you see the scene from The Revenant, that's what happened to the to the bear lover in that documentary. Wait, was it a bear lover or a horse lover? No, it was no, a bear, bear lover. lover. Horse lover. This guy's out in, uh, I don't know where you watch it. He's in Alaska, the Pacific Northwest. He's got this uh, great uh, idea that in his mind that he can communicate with bears and that these big grizzlies and uh, and brown bears or whatever the hell they are, Kodiak bears are his friends, and he can communicate with them and he can get along with them and they won't harm him. And uh, and that's uh, how we thought it ends. And he's out. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the the last time we hear from this guy, I think he's camping with his girlfriend. And one of these gigantic bears enters the uh, enters the tent. I bel- and so the documentary on this guy who was putting together a documentary on his love for bears. Yeah, it was, he, it was uh, the 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 attack was recorded. Yeah, grizzly man, grizzly man, Timothy so Treadwell. The, the attack was recorded. So the person who's doing the documentary on this. The, the sister of the of the grizzly man has the audio. So the reporter listens to the audio of this attack happening. And he finally just puts his earphones aside and says, nobody should ever hear this. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. You ever seen the claws on these damn suckers? Mm-hmm. They're this long. I thought The Revenant was pretty good. The Leonardo DiCaprio movie at kind of conveying yes i agree <laughs> the sheer terror of that experience and two well, different see, two different experiences both are bear encounters so would you rather have here we go again i go around and around to come back to the beginning so would, would you, you rather, rather live in titusville with oh. that bear in the revenant or pennywise the clown from it i'll take okay i have not read nor seen the movie it so all I'm basing it off, would I rather run into a wild bear or a clown? No. Pennywise is a different type of clown. A different type of clown. So uh, I'm assuming a murderous cr- clown. You are absolutely correct. I must have crown. <laughs> a murderous crown. Oh, boy. Um, well, see, the bear's intentions, I believe if you could see if the clown, his goal is to murder you. Correct. The bear is really self-preservation, so you might have a better shot surviving an encounter with the bear. I think you might. I don't mm-hmm. think you survive an encounter with Pennywise, especially if you're eight or ten years old. Oh, you're a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for the bear. Run up a tree. Yeah, maybe. I think I think you're right. I think I'd, I think I'd rather go up against the bear. I think it's okay. Run through his legs. <laughs> Jump in the lake. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. PPT right around the corner. Time for the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A movie theater in New Zealand is enforcing a dress code after patrons repeatedly show up wearing pajamas. They should be happy people are showing up at all. 
Chinese officials are about to start pointing fingers after investigation has shown much of their marijuana comes from Canada. So sorry, buddy. Finally, scientists are suggesting that gardeners whose land are overrun with sex-crazed slugs use beer to slow down the reproduction. Right, because drunk things just hate having sex. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Download it now and take the Philips file with you wherever you go. Also, that show that C-Lane is on. That's there too. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... DC until I started listening to them more. Yeah. They were one little of my... By, little oh. by little. Little yeah. by little. I can better. It's about the time I got my license, it was one of those soundtracks where you just yeah, sure. drive around and crank that. That's, I mean, from their first album, Powerage, that's Bon Scott, you know, before Brian Johnson. Well, let's get PPT underway, person, place, or thing. Have all our contestants lined up. Let's get some PPT meat. Now, that's, that's music. Yeah, there Come you on. go. You can't. Yeah. Come on now. That's that's Seriously? Amazing. Check out the prize C-Lane procured for our program. Put on your leopard skin bath jacket and greet the ladies. <laughs> I have uh, for our winner today a pair of tickets to see Jim Norton at the Hard Rock Live Friday, May 4th. Those tickets on sale now. You can visit realradio.fm keyword tickets for more information. All right. Let's get it underway. Larry, you're first up, so you pick a person, a place, or a thing. Hey, for director Smokey the Bear is a forestry division bear. Yeah, okay. Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. Yes, Smokey. And they use a big Dalmatian dog. 
with a red fire hat for the fire department. Man. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'll pick a place. A place. All right. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. What is this place? Once part of the Ottoman Empire, it gained independence from France, but later went through a lengthy civil war. That's almost a giveaway clue, Brad. Once part of the Ottoman Empire, it gained independence from France and later went through a lengthy civil war. What is this place I speak of? Um, Paris? Paris. That's your final answer? Yeah. No, I'm sorry it's not Paris, but thanks for the info on Smokey Bear. Brian, clue number two. Its prime minister is considered one of the country's richest individuals. Once part of the Ottoman Empire... Gained independence from France, but later went through a lengthy civil war. Do you say his president or the king? Or yeah, it's, it's, pri- it's prime, prime minister. minister. Current prime minister is considered one of the countries, not our countries, this country's, that country's, the one I'm referring to, richest individuals. I'm going to say... Ukraine. Ukraine. That's your final answer? Yes. Nope. Nice try, though. Closer than Paris. Here's Mark. <laughs> clue number three, Mark. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. There we go, buddy. Its second largest group of citizens are Christians. Uh, second largest are Once part of the Ottoman Empire, its prime minister, filthy rich. Its second largest group of citizens are Christians. What is this place I speak of? It has to be a oh, country. Has to be a country because it has a prime minister. Uh-huh. Well, my first thought was Canada, but no, probably, um, no. <laughs> oh, Canada wasn't part of the Ottoman Empire. I know that's why I said it's probably wrong. Try again. Give you another shot. Uh, it's someplace in Europe. No. No. No, it's not in Europe. No. Oh no. No no. Oh. Ah. Some. What? No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, is it some kind of island, James? No. It's not an island. I, I'm answering too many of your questions. <laughs> I know. It's not an island. It's not in Europe. It's not in Canada. This is not an interview. <laughs> 20 questions. 20 questions. All right. All right. Ask me another question. Um, is it close to France? Not really. No. I think it might be closer to France than we are to Hawaii. <laughs> what a clue. Um, Giveaway. Ah, Alright, I gotta let you go, buddy. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. That's your final answer. See you later. <laughs> Alright, this, cl- this clue ought to be a giveaway. I think it is. Ready, Charlie? Go. Oh, he already knows the answer. I can tell by his voice. Yeah, you do. I can tell by... Don't play hard to get. It was the first Arab country to permit private radio and TV, airing some of the most outspoken TV talk shows in the region. I'll give you another clue. All right. Uh, Ronald Reagan and the Marine Barracks. Reagan and the Marine Barracks. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a country, not in Europe, not Canada. Yeah. Want to ask me a question? <laughs> Take a shot. If I knew it. Yeah. Uh, oh, prime minister. Um, 
birthday. Well, Gosh. Jen, is it a country near China? It's not in Asia. Not, not in Asia. No, I'm going to say Saudi Arabia. Saudi though. Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Final answer. Yeah. No. So close. Mexico. All right, Eric, you ready? I am ready. Oh, I think he knows. He's a smart guy. You said that about the last guy. Yeah, he wasn't so smart. He wasn't smart. He sounded that way, though. <laughs> Here we go, uh, Eric. Clue number five. No baloney. There are nine U.S. cities with the same namesake in states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. I think I know what's right there. That would be the country of... Just north of Israel. Yeah. Lebanon. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, baby. There you got it. <laughs> Lebanon. Good job. Ooh. Did you know it? How soon did you know it? Uh, as soon as you said uh, more Christian, uh, yeah. more others than Christians. Yeah, more Christians. Largest group of citizens in Lebanon are Christians. Good job there, Eric. You win. Sorry about that, Beth. She was holding on. You know, oh, Beth. fine singing today by Miss Beth. Yeah, she did a great job, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She's always good when I need to fill some time. All right, let's get out of here. Good show today. Uh, Mo will be back with us. She had some personal stuff to take care of uh, during the afternoon. Uh, Pinkman should be back with us tomorrow. C-Line, thank you very much for helping out. I know it's been a very long day for you, and I appreciate that. It's always fun having My you pleasure. on board. Tom and Dan are next. So we're going to get out of here. The Phillips file is uh, seeing you later. We're back tomorrow at 3, right after, right after Shawnee's the news junkie with Sabrina and C. Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. So tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.